Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you are looking live at the remnants of a Monday night football classic. Just when you thought the San Francisco 49ers-New Orleans Saints game may have been the best game of the weekend, hopefully you are waiting till the very end of Monday night football in South Philadelphia, just a few stone throws away from here. Tony Bruno, Luigi Curto in the air everywhere. Unreal, man. What As the Phil- We're going to the bowl, baby. The birds. The birds <laughs> Here we are going go. to the bowl. Here comes the Super Bowl baby. talk. We're back. Oh, baby. We're back. back. Oh, what? They'll blow in the playoffs. Exactly <laughs> they right. Will. They will. They'll blow in the playoffs. They're going all the way to Miami, baby. How about that Carson Wentz? And, of course... The world awakens on a Tuesday after Mr. Monday Night nails another one. I mean, that was taking money from a baby last night. I even made that pick last Thursday. I didn't even wait till Monday to make that selection. Nine and a half points. Boom. Manna from heaven, baby. But I said the Eagles would find a way to win, but they would not cover the number. Little did I know that Eli Manning would go out there and light up the Eagles secondary, but that pretty much everybody does the last couple of weeks. I mean, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can burn them deep, why can't Eli Manning? And he did. But give the Eagles credit, Luigi. I know you don't like to give credit. You're a straight cash homie kind of guy yourself. You know what I'm saying? That'd be me, brother. Exactly right. Can you bring my machine back up? What are you pulling, the Robin now? What's that, Tony? No, 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 no. I just I had it faded down because you were off your music. I just wanted to make sure that you no, were it's back. off. I got okay. it. I just wanted to. Cash, homie. Straight exactly. cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. I want winners. <laughs> He's got him, baby. He's going to run them all? Alrighty then. Yes. <laughs> all right, everybody. Hey. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Let's make some noise. Come on. We're feeling pretty good right now, man. We're pretty good right now. Got to be feeling pretty good right now. Do it like is. That. Yes. Like that. Yes, Kirk. Yes, Kirk. I got to be honest, man. I mean, look look at it the way Foles was playing that first half, Tony. Foles? You know, I mean, not Foles. It looked like See, Foles. Foles. It looked like mine. It looked like Foles out there They don't even think about Foles in Jacksonville anymore right well, now. Yeah, 
He's an afterthought at this moment. Garner Minshew's the uh, the, the future over there. Yeah, right. That's why they got absolutely boat raced again last week. And that's, well, that's because the whole team quit, aside from Garner and that DJ Chark. Sticks. The uh, yeah, you look at Carson in the first half of that game, and you're going, "What the hell is going?" Like, no, this is the way it ends. This is the way it ends. Eli Manning and uh, Eli Manning and the hapless Giants come into town on a on a miserable, wet, soaking Monday night. All the fans are out there. It's already miserable enough as it is. And they go out there and they lay a turd in the first half. Can't move the ball for nothing. Ronald Darby's out there getting torched. It was horrible. You couldn't tackle anyone. Darius Slayton, who was drafted uh, 29 picks after J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, is torching the Philadelphia secondary. And we're sitting there on our hands going, what the hell is going on out there? Exactly. I think, uh, listen, let's be honest. The Eagles were horrible. They they did the they were the Houston Texans on Sunday. Yes, they were. Except Chandler. the difference was they're down seventeen to three. They played horribly. They were lifeless. The stadium was do- dead. Nobody was into it. The AAB, the ABC uh, the ESPN guys were too busy playing the book of Eli and stroking the New York media. Oh God, was that horrible? I mean, you know that's the problem with New York media. New York media finds a way to try to placate the New York fan base. The Giants stink. The Jets stink, and yet they're deep in their hearts. They're rooting so hard for New York. Listen, I gave Eli a lot of credit. I say he's a Hall of Famer. He's in. He's in the Hall of Fame. The numbers are there. Two Super Bowl MVPs. Now, oh, he's one game under 500 in his career. You know why? You know who else is under 500 in the career? Joe Namath. Yeah. Joe Namath's stats are terrible. They're terrible. The thing is, though, is that he went out there and did something that no one else ever did. He guaranteed. They would win a Super Bowl, and he did. Exactly. So there are people in the Hall of Fame who don't have unbelievable numbers. Eli Manning has two Super Bowl MVPs, 16 years in the league. Yeah, this ain't Joe off the street, by the way. Exactly. You know, and S. And S-, S- Falcone, 39, says it was Eli's last game ESPN had to. I, I don't think it was Eli Manning's last game. No. he's Remember, the Eagles have to play the Giants again in right. Week 17. That will be the Eli Bowl. That will be the slap exactly. it up, rabbit, lather it as much as you possibly can and grab a hold of your Eli stick because you're going to get it shoved down your throat for the entire four-hour broadcast. Because everybody, you know, and I've been saying this for weeks, you know, the Cowboys and the Eagles have been taking turns stinking it up, right? The Cowboys have lost to some bad teams. Yes. They lost to the Jets. They've lost to a lot of bad teams. And you can't even say they're going to get right against Miami anymore because Miami's playing inspired football. But they've got the Rams, so now the Cowboys, so the Eagles, this is like a chess game, actually like a bad checker game. And the Eagles win a game that they're supposed to win, and they come from behind, and you got to give the the same – because I'm not blaming Doug Peterson for the personnel problems on this team. I'm blaming Howie Roseman and the people who are supposed to know what they have. I don't know what Doug's responsibility is as far as not having more than two active receivers last night. They knew Alshon wasn't 100%. He pulls up lame. I mean, when you look at this, and for all the Wentz bashers out there, this guy had virtually nobody available in the second half. No. He had practice squad, guys. He had practice, man. We're talking about the practice squad. The practice squad. Three guys who weren't even on this roster a month ago Came up big. And that's what the Eagles haven't been doing all year. This is what they did in 2017. Mm-hmm. The next guy up mentality worked back then. Foles was the next guy up at quarterback. He came right in and kept the thing going. Remember, Wentz had him at 11-2, and two, which people conveniently forget. Nick Foles doesn't have a chance to take the reins and take him to the Super Bowl and win 
if, if Carson Wentz isn't having an MVP season at, at 11 and And two. don't forget how poorly he played against Oakland in that game on New Year's, on, uh, New Year's Eve day. Remember? Exactly. It, he, he played hor- horrific, and, and everyone was saying, well, this is it, it's over, Nick Foles can't do it. And then by some magic, poof, voila, Nick Foles is able to uh, turn it into a, a magical Super Bowl run. But again, t- Tony, we could say all this stuff like that, and he was, he was, you know, Carson Wentz was deprived of all his ta- of all of his targets. And what did he do last night? What did he do? He went out there and went and went he went to the well, Tony. He went to good old eighty six. But not just often. that. How about Boston Scott? I Boston know. Scott, fifty nine yards rushing on eleven carries, six catches, sixty nine receiving yards. Greg Ward had four Who catches, thirty four <laughs> yards. Josh Perkins, the tight end off the practice squad. Not all Sam three of Perkins. these guys. No, not Sam Perkins. And not Perkins Pancake House, where... I've yet to, be to, a, I've yet to go to a Perkins. There was a Perkins on Welsh and the Boulevard, Tom, but that's closed down now. You know, that was where Tiger Woods got a lot of his action back <laughs> in the day. That led to his a few things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Perkins. Josh Perkins had five catches for 37 yards, including a big 13-yard grab on that final drive in overtime. Now, again, I know this is the Giants. See, this is the problem with people who break down games or anybody who has an opinion on anything is, well, it's a two and nine. Giants, right. you're supposed to beat them. No. You're also not supposed to fall behind them, sir, thir- 17 to three. And so nobody, you know, the people who don't want to give Wentz credit for anything, he looked off. But it wasn't about, and I watched Dan Orlovsky today, and I know a lot of people don't like him, but he's arguing with Max Kellerman, who doesn't know if a football is yeah, yeah. stuffed or inflated? With all due respect to Max Kellerman, he needs to stick to boxing because he's setting white people back centuries talking about the NBA and the NFL, okay? Exactly. Seriously. So anyway, again, this is opinion. But Dan Orlovsky is showing the first half of Carson Wentz throwing some balls low and watching guys not be able to make plays, and he wasn't making plays, and he was getting sacked, and he was getting pressured, and he looked terrible out there. But it wasn't all on Wentz. Because the guys he was throwing to weren't making any plays either. Correct. So then in the second half, they come out, and they then shut down. They make defensive adjustments, and then they shut down the Giants and Eli the rest of the way. And Wentz has to rely on guys who wouldn't even be – you look at rosters. Last night, that's why this is a huge win for Wentz. It's not only because it keeps this team alive onto an eventual maybe chance to win this division, and it's still not over. They still have to go to Washington and beat them. They have to beat the Giants again, and they have to beat the Cowboys. And their only hope right now to make it easier is for the Cowboys to continue to shit the bed like they have Mm -hmm. because they've got to play the Rams now, who, oh, by the way, are playing better. So while both of these teams have found ways to just – it's like a tennis match with two bad players. You know, somebody gets the serve, and then they get a point. The next person then can't can't finish it off. Aravante receiver. Let's be honest. The Dallas Cowboys are the only reason the Eagles are still alive in this thing. The Eagles have to win these games, but the Cowboys choking it away, playing like crap at home and on the road, shitting the bed on Thanksgiving Day. You look at the Cowboys' last three games. They've been horrific. Oh, horrible, Tony. Horrible. They've been, they've been as dead as the Eagles were in the first half last night. Mm-hmm. They've been as lifeless as the Eagles were in Miami two weeks ago. Now, I'm surprised that a guy like Jason Garrett right there wasn't just uh, fired but not assassinated on the 50-yard line by Jerry Jones after the last loss. And so you got to give, first of all, I'm not giving the organization any credit because whoever's making these, I know Howie Roseman's been under fire, but the Eagles last week, you know, they got rid of, they got rid of two guys who really did nothing for them. Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, they brought him in here for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with going back to people that you knew. They brought back 
what's his face? The running back. Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi, who's got nothing left. Yeah, he's, he's completely shot. shot. He's shot, right? So you got Jay Ajayi who can't do anything. They brought him back because he was here for the Super Bowl team. He tore his ACL last year. He's not the same guy. Running backs lose it faster than anybody. Yep. Especially when you have knee or leg injuries. They're done. He had, he had he already had chronic knee knee issues before he even got here. Exactly. The Eagles signed him literally, you know, no pun intended, on his last leg for the Super Bowl run. They got every bit an ounce of juice out of JJ out of out of uh, Jay Ajayi that he had left. Yeah, and, and he now made, unfortunately he's done. He is done. And so what did the Eagles have to do? They had to go and give Doug Peterson some credit too. Now, if Doug Peterson was the guy responsible for only bringing in three receivers for Monday night after they got rid of. Jordan Matthews and guys who were supposed to know the system and been around here and, and Matt really, Collins guys and Matt the, Collins who, who, who contributed virtually nothing nothing, nothing to and him. the fact that Carson was not comfortable with these guys either he tried to throw a couple times at Jordan Matthews but that's the third time they brought him back here so what do they rely on last night and this is why I think this is an impressive win Hey, because they needed to win, and it keeps them alive. And it keeps our bus trip alive. Oh, that's the biggest. That's the biggest. I mean, I, you know, thinking of this selfishly. Of imagine course. if they lose that game, and then we're trying to get all jacked up to jump on a luxury bus on Sunday morning to go down to Washington to watch the Eagles and Redskins. It's not good. No. <laughs> it's not but luckily, good. It's, you know, now that's alive. You know, fans, they just want to see their teams keep playing. And the Eagles found a way to win, and Carson Wentz was great in the second half. Absolutely. He wasn't good. No, he was great. He was great in the second half. And while we talk about signature wins, you know, beating a 2-9 and nine team should really not be considered a signature win. You know, what, what Jimmy Garoppolo did, that was a signature win for him as he makes his way up the, the food chain to becoming elevated as the team to beat with San Francisco yeah, he's starting to climb in the line. NFC. And the same thing, you know, Drew, Drew Brees has done it a lot of times. Garoppolo needed to make that, get that big win on the road, get the winning drive. Carson Wentz had to put together a couple of drives. When he started moving around, they had him rolling out, and then he starts finding guys. Yeah, and as Mayfair Murph checks in, though, they know that key play, Tony, was that third down holding call on the Giants' de defensive back. If not for that, the game was over. The game was over, basically. You know, the Eagles got the Eagles got lucky there. They they they, they, they had the, a touchdown they pass. The they, they had a, a, a well, the one play. They had called back the touchdown. They had called back. Mm -hmm. Remember, and they miss a field goal. Yeah. Or they go up three, and then that touchdown at the end is for the win. The point is, they found a way to win the game. Their defense played better, and the Eagles' offense with a bunch of ragtag guys who a month ago, one guy was in the AAF. Boston Scott was unbelievable last yeah, night. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Greg Ward, you know, he didn't have a lot of big plays, but he still went in there and contributed. Because remember, they were down to one receiver at the end of the game. What are they going to do now going forward? Because Alshon goes down, too. they got, they got, they got to get somebody. The bad news is, and according to Doug Peterson, who spoke to the media today at noon, it doesn't look good for Alshon Jeffrey. So he's probably <sighs> not going to be able to play. You saw him. He was limping around. And now you got no Alshon. We don't know what Aguilar. Aguilar hopefully will play. But, you know, they've got to rely on these guys. They've got to rely on Boston Scott and Greg Ward and Josh Perkins, and obviously they've relied on Gre uh, on on Zach Ertz, oh, God. who was the difference maker last night. Yeah. I mean, he had where he had to be, he was last night, and Carson was getting the ball to him with regularity in that second half. No. And the Giants knew he's the one guy they had to stop. Yep, without question, he's the one guy you had to key on. And 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 the thing going forward with the Eagles is with all the injuries they do have banged up on the outside again. Deshaun, you may get him back if there's a playoff rush. Alshon's going to be out at least a couple weeks here. 
And there's only a couple weeks left. The offense has got to funnel through the tight end. So at this point, Zach Ertz has got to go out there and and basically own that moniker of being one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard's got to step up, Tony. Yep. And he has got to be the guy that they drafted to be the uh, the heir apparent to Zach Ertz in the next year or two. Because, again, they can't, they can't work the outside. They don't have any speed. The Eagles have no speed. They are the slowest team in the NFL. So the only way you can combat that well, is Miles by, Sanders has some speed. No, but what I mean is, though, is on the outside. Yeah, the wide exactly. receivers. They have no speed. So the way to combat that is you run in, you do inside. So you use your tight ends inside, and that opens up the running game and gets these gets these D bags off. So again, you got You got to be able to take these tight ends, put them inside, run them deep routes. You can't just have them these little short. And they were there were a lot of there were a lot of twenty plus yard uh, per gains last and night. And I'm glad that Doug is finally starting to, to see this, and he's using it to to his advantage because that's where the advantage. Is. Remember, Tony, a while back when you go back to the to the Patriots days, you know when they had Gronk and Hernandez. That's all they were doing. They were going to the tight ends all day long. They were just going, busting the seams and then running the ball up the middle all day long. But they weren't running these tight end routes where they were running these little three, four-yard four drags. No, they were running 20, 30-yard post routes because they had the athletes out there to go do it. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard are more than capable of doing so. That's yep. the way they should be doing it. The offense should go just completely go through those two players. Now, Doug Peterson was asked today about the, the game for Carson Wentz last night, where this ranks. And his quote was, I would think this would have been his number one game in the four years he's been here. It could qu- to be down the way we were and missing a right tackle and another receiver and in those conditions, I think that's the best he's played. And the reason why I would agree with that agree. is because this saves their season. He once again, now he had to carry them in the second half because if he doesn't play well in the second half, they don't come back and win the game. He had to make the throws. He had to roll out and avoid sacks. He didn't fumble the ball. He didn't throw an interception. Right. And so you got to give it to Carson Wentz. That was a big performance last night. Just and, and he also had the fans booing him, justifiably so. And he's got the entire NFL and all the talking head experts saying he sucks and he's regressed and he can't play anymore. He was dropping dimes last night. Yes, he was. In crucial situations. And so you got to give Carson Wentz some love for that. Am I putting him in the Hall of Fame? No, but that's a huge win. Because if they don't come back in the second half, no, it's, people it's, are doubting again Carson Wentz. And the, are the Eagles a Super Bowl team? Of course not. No, no. one thinks they're going to go and all of a sudden go on a run again. Well, <laughs> there's some people out there that have those glasses on still. But what this, did, what this win did was, again, this was, this was a, uh, a concrete win for him. It was one of those games where this was, this was literally a must-win scenario, and he came back. Every and, week's going to be a must-win scenario. But he came back and won the game from being down. It wasn't like he left the field with the lead and the defense lost it for him. He came back and brought them back by himself, virtually by himself. Yes, he did. You know, And he had play. I mean, Boston Scott, they saw the spark plug. As soon as he made that first run, They everybody you could see the entire stadium was feeding off of that. They were like, wow, Boston Scott. Because, you know, a couple weeks ago, they were afraid to give him the ball. They were afraid to use him in punt returns because he's a little guy who fumbled. Right. Last night, Carson Wentz and Boston Scott were the two spark plugs going forward on third down and fourth down and making big plays. Scott did it, and then everybody, it seems like everybody woke up once they realized, let's get into a rhythm again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's get people involved. We don't have a lot of guys out there who are NFL star players. Oh, by the way, these are the guys we've had sitting around here for the last couple of years and uh, didn't realize what we had until we put them out there. You gotta Isn't that amazing? Chance, man. Practice squad, man. You the know, practice we, we, squad we say, boys. We say all this, but but Andy Reid said it the best, Tony. Okay, don't worry about it. Enjoy just, the just win, enjoy man. Just enjoy the win, man. Yeah. This is a big one. This is a huge one. And again, um, the three look- practice squad guys combined for 199 yards. Yeah, that's huge. 
190 yard, that's nine huge, yard man. from guys who are basically a virtual who the who the f is that guy exactly so you got to give him credit and this is what the next man up mentality means last night they had nobody left but can we officially say the, the one thing though as far as the next man up goes that can we officially just say jason peters is done just he, is, he is he's done well, I mean, that, but they know he was going to be done that's why they drafted andre dillard to get him some reps up there yeah but I and think you Dillard's saw when lane johnson went out by ty struggled a little bit last night and give the giants pass rushers credit they were blowing through the Eagles' offensive line early in the game. Do we they put a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz in the first half. Do we have an update on Lane Johnson, by the way, at all, on his injury, I'm Tony? looking for the uh, – okay. I'm, I'm scrolling through the uh, – the because uh, Doug, of course, had Did his press Did the carnage bin? <laughs> now, Alshon, it doesn't look good. Right. At least for next week and probably for the season. And maybe for his career. But you have situations with the Eagles now where certainly – they, they don't have a lot of healthy bodies. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Lane Johnson. I'm trying to find it again. i got to go and get the uh, – R. Fitch G says the Steelers starting offense is practically all practice squad guys. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. We talked about how well – I said that they have the coach of the year right now. Oh, yeah, well, Mike, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin's coach of the year in the NFC. In the, well, in the AFC in the for AFC, sure. In the AFC for sure. In the NFC, I think we got to lean towards Kyle Shanahan and what he's done with the San Francisco 49ers. But at the same time, uh, you know, we talked about that yesterday, how well – the Pittsburgh Steelers doing drafting. You're talking about next man up. This guy, it's not just next man up for them. It's next man's next man up for them. They're, they're on B-level squad guys. Exactly. Who are coming in and playing div- paying dividends for that team. So while everybody's laughing, oh, big deal, you beat a 2-9 and nine Giants team. The Eagles suck. Carson Wentz sucks. These are people that don't watch the game. Mayfair Murph checking in, and he says, Tony, is it time that they make a call to the NFL and ask about Antonio Brown? Well, it depends on what his mental state is on this particular day. What's your mental this state? Guy, <laughs> this guy, you want to talk about it, because my mental state is pretty bad. Your mental state is bad. A I'm lot of us are bro. going through stuff. Yep. But you know what? Antonio Brown goes from one day torching the entire league, torching everybody in it, to apologizing, and now just basically taunting everybody again. So I think you worry about this guy's mental breakdown. Not mental breakdown. He's already had those. Right. You worry about his mental capacity to play. You know he's physically gifted. But when you see what the messages he sends, literally he is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde on Twitter. He's basically exposing himself every day, I know scaring that. teams away who may need uh, – the Eagles desperately need a talent. But he is scaring teams away with his erratic behavior. He needs to get the hell off Twitter. He is definitely schizo. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little schizophrenic. And, again, we're not going to – badmouth anyone with any kind of issues but no. at, the same, at the same time though like you said tony he's got a ton of talent in those cleats and uh, the eagles desperately need someone and at this time you got to look at it you got to go is the juice worth the squeeze and i think it might be it might behoove the eagles to go ahead and pick up the phone and call and ask about the availability that's all just to bring them in have a conversation yeah. a cup of coffee you know maybe take them over to termies over there on ape street have a, yeah. have a cannoli you know, make him to take him to good. De- don't take him to the tourist spots, though. Don't take him up the rocky steps. No, no, no. Don't no. do any of that crap. No, no. Take him to Termini's, have a cannoli, exactly. a, a, a nice cup of coffee. You know, sit down, relax, talk about it. Say, hey, B, where you at, man? How you feeling? You want to come play for us for a couple, couple games? See how it goes. You feeling me, bro? If you feeling me, I'm feeling you. Because you know what we're thinking about here, AB? We t- we're thinking about playoffs. Uh, playoffs? <laughs> yes, that's what we're talking about. Playoffs? Yes, playoffs. You kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Playoffs? <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? <laughs> I hear you. Playoffs. Come on, man. Playoffs. You got to be out of your skull. I'll tell you what, though, man. Where's it- Freddie Mitchell when we need him most? Freddie Mitchell, the people's champ, the people's chump. He'll be at some uh, garage oh, no, it's, door it's, opening this weekend. Taxi's uh, be... approaching, Tony. He's probably crawling to a cave right now. <laughs> what a freaking 
You're talking about a crumb bum. <laughs> Seriously. You're a crumb creep coward. Yeah, he is. By the way, TBB saying take him to Luke Turks. <laughs> yeah, Luke take him Turks out there. We'll take him to all the joints. And by the way, Carson Wentz, if you're scoring at home, did you have him in fantasy last night? Uh, no, but I know someone who did and needed him desperately to uh, to pull up a miracle. It didn't happen though, Tony. What do you mean? 325 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, yeah, he was 33 getting, of 50. No, he was getting his ass kicked already though. That's the problem. He couldn't catch up in fantasy wise. But no, he was a hell of a play for fantasy though. I'd say if you had Carson Wentz on your fantasy team, he helped you. Yes. Okay, that's all I want to know. Yes. I don't know what helps or hurts anymore watching this stuff. I know what hurts. <laughs> Everything hurts. Jalen hurts, of course. But, hey, we're going to see that in the college football playoff, which we will not be covering in the, mean, in the near future. No? Well, when it gets closer. Of course. They could have a month off. College, yeah, college month football off. is the only sport that takes off a month before they determine the champ. Now, I know they got the games coming up, the bowl games. But they're all going to be in the holiday season. And then there's 39 of them. And 39 only, this year. Okay. Yeah. It should only be like 12 of them, but hey, balls only count, yeah. kids want to travel to Shreveport, Louisiana in the winter. Nobody knows. N- n- nobody understands that. Meanwhile, Zach Gertz, by the way. Speaking of bowls. Speaking of bowls. Yeah. You know, people are talking about whether Eli's a Hall of Famer. I say he eventually gets in. Yep. You know who else is working his way toward the Hall of Fame, too? Well, who's that, Tony? Zach Gertz. Ah, uh, yeah. See, you know, we were talking a little bit. Not right now. I'm talking about when it's over. And you well, think he's done. I think he's got three, four good years left. Oh, no, I didn't say Minimum. he was done. But the stat that you gave me kind of opened my eyes up a little bit because when you gave me these two names and what, they're, and what, they've, and what they've done and, and where, they're, where they're going, well, one's already in. The other one will be in. Um, there's it's three, pretty impressive. There's three. Zach Ertz has played 104 games in his NFL career. Last night was the 19th time in his career that he had nine catches or more in a game. So 104 games, 19 times he's had nine catches, which means obviously he's one of Carson's favorite targets. There's only two other guys in the history of the NFL at the tight end position who have had more nine-catch games than Zach Ertz. We should open this up, Tony. We should open this up to the phone call. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. I'll tell you what, if someone can answer that question that lives in the Philadelphia well, that's area. That's pretty common now. They no, posted no, no, it last no. night. Is they, that true? They, they had it on the screen last night. I knew about uh, it before. I had it on the pregame last night over at Landmark. Give, I was about to give away a fabulous, fabulous prize. What man. do you have to give away? Yeah, $50 gift cards to Moonshine, brother. Oh, really? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I was about to give away fabulous, fabulous prizes, but apparently this is all common knowledge now. So. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not comparing him to... To the, to the up-and-coming Titans. No, 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 no. I'm not comparing him to Kittle. Kittle's only been around a year and a half, two yeah, years. and he's already supplanting himself as the best. Yeah, so right now he's the best. I'm talking about the reason you get into the Hall of Fame is a body of work. Consistency, Tony. Zach Ertz, I mentioned, that's pretty amazing. 104 games, 19 times has he caught nine or more balls. Yeah, only two other guys have done it. It's 14, 16% of the time. Have more games with nine or more catches. And those players are? In the Hall of Fame. One's in the Hall of Fame. One is a Hall of Fame. One's lock. going in as soon as he, yeah. He's got to just got to wait the time. Absolutely. To you know who they are? Uh, yeah, because you told me. But why don't you go ahead and tell the folks? Tony Gonzalez. It took Tony Gonzalez 270 NFL starts, and he was absolutely a monster, right? Well, it took him 270 games to have nine to have nine catches. 25 times. No, he was an so absolute. It, so in 275 games, he had nine catches or more 25 times in his career. Which is six more currently than Zach Ertz. But he's played 100 and how many more games? 
He's played 170, 160, 164 more games. Jesus. So more than double the amount of games. Now, that doesn't mean – because a lot of times tight ends don't get that many balls to be caught. You know, a lot of times they're in the end zone. They're not the go-to guy. Jason Witten was a go-to guy, just like Jay Novacek was before him in Dallas. He was that safety blanket. He wasn't the run down the field, get wide open. Witten has been – the guy who moved the chains, made the tough catches, always found a way to get open, still is at his age in Dallas. He's a lock Hall of Famer. And he has 21 games. Okay. 21 games where he had nine or more catches. And he's playing now is 252 games into his career. So Gonzalez had 25 games with nine catches or more. Witten had 20, has 21 games with nine catches or more. And Ertz has, has – uh, 19 games with nine catches or more. Well, he's going to surpass Jason Witten. He could possibly do that this season. Will he surpass Tony Gonzalez in that? I don't know. That's left to be determined. That's a lot of catches, man. That's, 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 that's a lot of games with nine-plus catches. That's not easy to do, especially, if, like you said, Tony, for a tight end. And Zach Ertz, who's out there blocking a lot of times, too. So we'll see if he catches uh, if he catches Tony Gonzalez. But he should catch Jason Witten. But he see, might this isn't this one year. of those you know, touchdown catching. Because, by the way, Carson Wentz right now, the much maligned Carson Wentz, now is the only quarterback in the NFL because Russell Wilson's streak ended. Mm-hmm. They both were tied for consecutive games throwing at least one touchdown. And Wentz threw two of them last night. It didn't look like he was going to throw any at one yeah, point. And then, he, the then he throws two of them, one in overtime that won it, and the one earlier in the fourth quarter. So Wentz has now thrown a touchdown pass in 16 consecutive starts. The only quarterback what? right now, he has the longest active streak of throwing at least one touchdown pass. 16 consecutive games with a touchdown pass for Carson Wentz, who stinks, according to douchebag talking heads on television. He doesn't stink. It just looked like, you know, again, it looked like he regressed a little bit this season. He had a lot of things going on, and it just it looked like the wheels were completely falling off for the guy, man. It, 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 it just really did. It looked like everything was just going south, and then what does he do? He, he, he comes out there and plays – Arguably, I would say the best half of football he's ever played in his entire life, Tony, at the, at the most opportune time where he exactly. needs to And considering his cast of characters. Again, that, that right. made it even Factor more Factor everything in. Yep. The, the elements which were there, right? He had a 14-point deficit to, to overcome. He's on the biggest stage, right? Yep. He's hearing boos from 40,000 people plus who still stayed there to boo him because I think a lot of people there didn't leave because of the rain. I think they stayed to boo. He had injuries on the offensive line, left side and right side. Running backs were giving him nothing, and he's throwing to a skeleton crew. And remember, the Giants, the one thing the Giants had going for them coming in is that they were good against the run. They were a top-five run defense. So the Eagles knew they were going to have a hard time running. So when you can't run against a team, even a 2-9 and team, you have to throw the football. And that's what made the Wentz performance in the second half and the adjustments made that much more impressive. Again, I know it's a 2-9 and team, but those are the games you have to win. If they win the Miami game last week, win to the last night, then they're really in, 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 good, in a good spot to win the NFC East. Again, is the team that wins the NFC East going to do any damage in the postseason? Probably not. It's a laughable. You look at it. Nobody's over 500. It's a joke. It is the NFC least. And we've had this happen over the years where we call the NFC East the NFC least. But I don't ever remember it being this bad top to bottom. Yes. Sorry, Tony. I'm going to try the phone lines again. People couldn't hear me, uh, so I just want to I want I want to go to the phones real fast. Two one five four six two Tony. Two one five four six two eighty six sixty nine. And uh, I just want to see who's on the line right now. Let's go to the phones. Caller, are you there? 
It's Blind Mike, my brother. What's up? Uh, hey, Blind Mike, what's going on up in the mountain? You getting snow up there or rain? Uh, well, it snowed a little bit, but yeah, yeah. But we had we had snow last weekend, like when we had that storm. What was it? The, the when we had a couple weeks ago, but uh, it's mostly rain up here. It's not that cold yet, but. I'm waiting for the blizzard. i got to run out to Acme later on today and get all the provisions. I'm low on toilet paper. I need milk, <laughs> butter, eggs. Well, I don't need eggs. i got a fresh dozen of, of free-range eggs from my front, my son's uh, farm down there in Maryland. We ain't got no water. We ain't got no water. I need water. i got to buy 16 uh, cases of water to piss off all the people who are going crazy about the climate and plastic bottles and all that shit. And then we got our mayor, Jim Kenney, signing a bill today. To, so Philadelphia can help defeat climate change. They can't defeat anything in this town. The only thing they can no, defeat is statues and bullshit. Oh, I'm glad Jim Kenney signed a resolution today that makes Philadelphia one of the leading cities, the city that has, that has filth and the, every, the sewers are clogged with cans and bottles and excrement. But we're going to lead the way in climate change in Philadelphia when we can't even keep people safe on the streets and 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds are being shot every night. But let's worry about climate change, Jim Kenny. Yeah, that's a real big problem in this city, moron. Yeah, right. I came down there a couple months ago, and I walked into a Wawa, and I, I need I, I had to get some smokes. And I walk in, eleven something for a pack of smokes, along with that soda tax. I'm like, are you guys crazy? It was like three three hours for a twenty ounce Pepsi, and like, are you guys crazy? It's not me, I man. That's the mayor. That's our mayor. That's my well, mayor. Yeah. I don't oh, say yeah, well, not my mayor, though, because it doesn't make any sense. Unfortunately, he is my mayor. He is your mayor, So Tom. if I hashtag not my mayor, does that make him not my mayor? You know, we're supposed to be happy today. Tom. I am. I'm what very are happy. you doing here, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. I'm very so happy. Into, I'll say what happened. This is what so last night. I'm, I'm sitting here, and it gets to be um, – I'm one of these people I believe in, like, the psychological effect of a game. So and it gets to be halftime, and it's, like, 17 to 3. I'm sitting there thinking, well, it's only three touchdowns. But inside, it felt like it could have been four because it was the way we were playing. Like it was such a dumpster fire. It was a and literal was, dumpster fire, I believe. Yeah, and it was. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then by the time we got to you the have a we literal were, dumpster fire. Exactly. Things things were going better. Um, we'll put it this way: it was so. I was I was get, I went to get up to get a cup of coffee when uh into the when we got into the overtime and stuff, and uh, it was so. Such a crazy game that when I was walking back into my room and I, I had my cup of full hot cup of coffee, I hear Merle, he's back, he looks fire. I almost, I literally, when they called the touchdown, I almost dropped, dropped the full hot I cup of coffee. Oh, I'm not, then I wonder why I couldn't sleep that well last night. And I was trying to talk to some girl on Messenger for a while. Hey, oh, yeah, you get a little action, huh? I'm talking about. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, By the way, I have breaking yeah. news now from the New York Jets high-speed Jets wire. According to Sports Illustrated, which used to be a magazine, Le'Veon yeah, Bell yeah. was reportedly seen bowling Saturday night after no! being ruled out of the yeah. Jets-Dolphins game. How about that? <laughs> no way. Yep. He, was, he went up. He was supposed to have – I was listening to Florio uh, this morning. I listen to Florio every morning. I have and that, that whole crew. We have another Andrew Bynum situation on our hands, Tony. Remember the Sixers? <laughs> oh yeah, he was. Uh, no, he no, went. Yeah, he went bowling and he went to the Buffalo Billiards on Chestnut Street a lot. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had. Here's what happened. I was listening to Florida this morning. They were talking about it. He was first. He missed the team spots and all that stuff. All these guys. These 
he's supposed to be sick and all this stuff. And because uh, Gloria said, when I was a kid, I used to, when I was sick, I was only let out two places when I was sick, the hospital or a doctor's office. And here he's out bawling at 1030 at night when he's supposed to be home with the flu. And all these guys are getting ready for uh, having meetings and staying in hotel rooms and stuff. Oh, yeah, I heard that was all over the place. Yeah, the, the, I mean, you know, guys, I mean, it, the thing Whatever. about modern-day athletes, you can't hide. I mean, if you're going to go out in public to a bowl, unless you have a bowling alley in your house, which uh, right. very few people do, you're not going to go to a bowling alley and not be seen the night before a game where you've told everybody you're too yeah. sick to play, but you're, you're still okay to go to a bowling alley. Sometimes. I mean, that's why both oh, New yeah. York teams are shit shows. The Jets are a disaster. <laughs> At least they have a quarterback. I mean, Danny Dimes... I don't know why they call him Danny Dimes. He's only got two wins in his career. Exactly. That's the point about New York. Everything's overhyped in New York. So, I mean, if, you, if you're Danny. good in New York, you're a king. If you suck it in New York, Danny. it's just a joke. You keep saying he should be Danny Penny. You keep saying Penny, my dog's going to come downstairs. I know. Where Penny. is Penny right Penny's now? A, Penny's, Penny's in the house, chilling. Penny! I can go for some <laughs> Penny right now. Aliforno. That's what I was going to name her, Penny. Yeah, a, nice. a little vodka oh, sauce nice. in there. Yeah, it's good oh, stuff, nice. man. No, I want no, a nice like, white truffle sauce with some with some burnt, with some uh, some uh, some dry saged on there. You're making me oh. hungry now. Come oh, on. Oh, there she. I hear I hear the leash. Penny. Exactly. <laughs> She's hearing the food too. You guys, you guys are making me hungry, and there's no places like that up here, man. It's all I have these. The, the pizza, the pizza's not there. There's like one good pizza place up here that has that um, Lorenzo style pizza with the you know the New York style. Oh uh-huh. man. Um, yeah, but that's about it. Everybody, everybody else is overrated. Where are you at, Bla- Where are you at, Mike? He's up in. Uh, I'm in Shemokin, which is. Oh like God, I feel bad for you, my friend. I know where Shemokin is. I know where Shemokin is. My poor mother. Just, okay. My poor mother just moved to Somerset, PA, which is just outside of Pittsburgh, and she's already saying, yeah. I, "She goes, Luigi, I, I, I can't get a decent slice anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, what? You, you moved to Yinzer country. What'd you expect? <laughs> no, but uh, you know, do you know where Shemokin is? Like, it's up. I do know where it is. I went smoking up there in Shemokin. Right. I used to tuck a hoe in up there. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's laughing. (laughs) All right, Mike. Well, listen, man. Good to talk to you, brother. I got the other phone lines burning up. All right, go burn. Have a good one. There he is. Go burn. Go burn. Go burn. We're going to the bar. We're going to the bar. We're going to the bar. Yeah. We're going to go right to Trevor from the 203, Tony. Why? Oh, no, there he is. Was he here last night sitting in the rain? He was driving in it. Absolutely. I got plenty of product for him. Although I, I'm understanding now, I've, I haven't been on the internet. Why Porn is now a big topic on the internet. I don't know why. What happened? What do you mean what now? Did I miss? <laughs> what do you mean no, now? No, I mean, it's not like banning it. I don't know what's going on Banning. Out there. Everybody in the cancel culture has got something to complain about. The if Peloton you... commercials, uh, porn. How, I don't know what's going how on. How dare you? How dare you? Right. How dare you? Tony, if they ban porn, they might as well shut down the internet. Forget we will it. never forgive you. Exactly <laughs> we will right, never Greta. forgive them. No, never. <laughs> the internet will go on fire if porn is, is banned for life. It's, 
Trevor, that was dangerous. You're lost. Yeah. How how was the how was the feel out there in the in, in uh, tailgating for the Eagles game? Was everyone undercover, hanging out underneath the uh, the awnings, or were they out there in the elements with the pop up tents? We well, me and my buddies, we decided to stick it out, be men. Stick in the knee in the rain and rub elbows with the common people, not go undercover like a bunch of pansies did. Uh, I like Am your I style. right? I like your style, kid. I like your style. Now, did Absolutely. you did you did you go under the car? Now, when you were leaving, did you honk your horns as you were leaving Lincoln Financial Field last night? No, I was not one of those scaposos. Exactly. I'm not right. one of those guys. You know when I honk my horn, Tony? What? When someone won't freaking move in front of me. That's when <laughs> you I mean when the light just turns green exactly. one millisecond. <laughs> It just fucking sucks. Yes, it, it does. fucking sucks to be out here with this out-of-control shit. Oh, hang on. Uh, but, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trevor. No, not Trevor. That was uh, Larry. Oh, Larry. Larry O'Brien. Larry. Speaking not Larry O'Brien. He's the former NBA commissioner. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trevor. Not Dave O'Brien. No. Speaking of things that are Pat O'Brien. They have some great O'Brien knowledge right now. Not yes. Bill O'Brien. Things that are overhyped. The tolls for the bridges, for the George Washington Bridge, is $15. I just had to pay today, which is an absolute outrage. Oh, it's a joke. Casey, it's a joke. This is an outrage. Brick always rants about it, and I will always rant about it. I think what they do on the bridge tolls now going into and out of New York, it's only one way. It's, it's on the way in, right? Not on the way out. They get you going in, into yeah. New York. In New Jersey, they get you coming getting out of New Jersey. In New York, yeah. they get you coming in. And they, what they do is they try to keep the bridge tolls in New York and the tunnels to the price of one well drink inside any New York bar. So right now, a, a bad well drink in New York bars is 15 bucks, Luigi, and that's how they determine the tolls. Did you know that? Yep. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course I'm kidding. Come on, man. <laughs> you serious, Clark? Well, that it's usually like 20 bucks, maybe, occasionally. It depends where you go, maybe in the meatpacking industry. So, other than that, it was a good game last night. That's what he said, second half. I had good seats. Shout out to all the common people that came out to the games because everyone else is scammed out for the weather. It was a fun atmosphere, especially the first half. Those boo birds were loud, and I'm proud to be booing because that was atrocious. No, they had every single right to boo. What they watched yeah, in the did. first half of that, in the first hey, the half Patriot of that fans were booing, and they got fifty thousand Super Bowls. Don't forget, this wasn't just booze from one half of football. This was booze from two previous football games, Tony, that were coming out. This was, uh, yeah, this was pent up frustration. Pent up frustration. Pent it's up. It's like booze. going on Tinder and not being able to score in, in like two months. <laughs> Remember, the Giants had not won a game since September, and they didn't win a game last night either. No, but they've been playing tough. No, they have, and that's what's good about football versus basketball. Again, I hate to use the analogy. But you're seeing teams that are bad in the NFL. I mean, even when they don't, even when they go out and go bowling the night before, they still find a way to win the next day. Well, it's all rolling rock. That's why. Hey, Tony, did you see this breaking hockey news? Yes, the, the entire National Tony. Hockey League, before the season is over, every coach in the NHL is shifting. will be fired for reasons that no one understands, including the Dallas Stars, ladies and gentlemen. What? The Dallas Stars have fired their coach, Jim Montgomery, Who? due to, quote, unprofessional conduct. What the hell did he do? Nobody knows. Unprofessional conduct. How many coaches is that? The Devils fired their coach because, hey, they sucked. Who else got Who else got fired? Stars have fired their coach. I just mentioned this coach. I just mentioned Jim Montgomery. There's got to be at least four. There's got to be at least four coaches who have been let go already in the oh, NHL. Oh, no, they just 
Toronto fired their coach, right. Mike Babcock. That's right, he's Mike Babcock. Scumbag. Yeah, he was a scumbag. It wasn't because he was uh, he was unprofessional. He was just a douchebag. Even though the Flyer fans, when they made the change last year, who did they want? Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock. He's an ex-Flyer. Didn't Calgary fire? One of the Canadian teams fired their coach, too. Yeah, Peters and Calgary got fired for the same reasons Doug McGregor says. Okay. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. so there's been four, co- how many uh, hockey coaches? And this isn't because their oh. teams stink. They're coming up with different reasons. Oh, due to unprofessional conduct. What about due to the fact that you suck? How about that? And this guy's only been there two years. Remember, he was the head coach at the University of Denver, so he was another college coach, like the Flyers' former coach, a hacksaw, mm-hmm. you know, comes makes jump from college, hotshot college coach to the NHL and didn't survive. And now you got Jim Montgomery, who went from Denver, a hockey powerhouse in college, to the NHL two seasons, not even two seasons. He was in his second season, out of here. Gigon. And Don Cherry was fired, but he was uh, he was uh, saying stuff that people didn't agree with, and so they had to run him out. And he should have run him out years ago with those jackets and ties and stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think his outfit was the problem. <laughs> that had nothing to do with what he said, even though what he said was yeah. questionable. Speaking about. of the Dallas Stars, I found over the weekend. Yes. You saw him last week. This was incredible. T- Tony literally comes in with um, several boxes of, of, of just nostalgia of Tony Bruno, right? Not really of me. It's stuff well, that no, I had. Well, no, there's some stuff in there. Boxes, but it, it was a few magazines of that. But there were some personal items out there. Ooh. Yeah, personal items. I mean, but what's in the box? What was in the box was a bunch of histories. What was in the box? But you know, flyers, flyers memorabilia, and all that stuff like that. But we were just talking about the uh, the stars. And Tony, why don't you tell them what you found in that box? I have it. It's collectible. This is fantastic. I got to go bring it down though. Oh, you want me to know? Is it upstairs in the living room? If it is, I'll go grab it. I don't remember where I put it. Let me go check the living room. It's a collector's item, and I may have to put this up for auction. I think I know. I think I've seen it. I know exactly. It's either in the office or it's upstairs in the office. I've seen it. Give me a second. I got to bring this down, though, because this is a classic. And I got it from one of the the members of the organization of this hockey team that no longer exists. And they're stickers, and they're going to be awesome, man. Somebody's going to want these. And I'm going to bring them down. Is it the Minnesota North Stars, like, throwback here? Yes, I have Minnesota North Stars stickers. You know one of those those cellophane things that have the stickers on them of the franchises? Minnesota North Stars gear, man. That is great, great J.P. Parisi knowledge right there. The North Stars. And now, of course, they're the Wild. But the Stars moved to Dallas, of course, and became the Dallas Stars. But they'll always be the Minnesota North Stars to me, yo. I also found another thing I got behind me now on the set. Another collectible. I don't want to break this thing. It is a 1983 inaugural season USFL beer stein. It's limited to, it was limited to 1983 tankards. It's called a tankard. I've got 1062, the 1983 United States Football League inaugural season teams. How many of them can you name, Trevor? Uh, Philadelphia Stars. Yeah. New York. There's a New York team. I think it was the Guardians. No, 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 no. That was the that was the uh, that was the Donald Trump team with Herschel Walker and the boys. The New Jersey Generals. The Arizona the Arizona Wranglers. 
your Birmingham Stallions, Wrangler, the Boston Breakers, the Chicago Blitz, Breaker, the, the Denver Gold, the L.A. Express with Steve Young. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. Then you had the Michigan yep. Panthers, the New Jersey Generals, the Oakland Invaders, Philadelphia Stars, Tampa Bay Bandits, and the Washington Federals. Doug McGregor says, I got all of their mini helmets from the USFL. From the US, I, I got a football signed by the Philadelphia Stars USFL championship team. You know who else was on that team? Vince Papali oh, was on that team. For Vince you. Papali. Jim Moore was senior, the head coach for that team? Jim Moore was the head coach. You had uh, uh, Chuck Fusina was a quarterback. Remember Chuck Fusey? You had Bart Oates, the former Giants center, moved over from the NFL to the USFL. They had uh, – who was the running back? It was a Washington Redskin running back on that team. There's some good players in the USFL, man. Absolutely. A lot of Hall of Famers came from that. But why don't well, we show – Jim Turner was on the team as well. I think he was on the Florida team or the L.A. one of the teams. And right? here it is right here. I'm putting it up to the camera. Can you see it now? Do you see it on camera, Luigi? Because I don't see the shots of the uh... – mm, Yes, you can see it. Clear as day. There they are. Minnesota North Stars, eh? And these were given to me by Jim Finks, Jr. His dad, Jim Finks, was the general manager of the New Orleans Saints for many, many years. Right, not Finks Hoagies down in the No, Northeast. no, Jim Finks, great, great man. And then the son, Jim Finks, Jr., and I worked together in Birmingham. Big hockey guy, and he sent me Minnesota North Stars. I got three little stickers and one big one. And there it is. It's a, big, awesome. it's a big goon on skates. It's a Minnesota North Star. We got to get some, we got to get like a plastic wrap for it. Yeah. Because we got to encase that. Exactly. It's really cool. Get a frame, maybe, too. Get it a nice uh, picture frame. Those are, like, dope. I love old, like, NHL, like, gear, like, the old logo, yeah. especially in the North Star. Exactly. The Quebec Nordiques is my other favorite one. Yeah, California Burton, Golden Seals. Burton Gus says, Federals had the best cheerleaders. Sat right in front of them at the vet and saw zero plays. Beautiful, man. <laughs> By the way, Kelvin Bryant was the uh, Kelvin was, Bryant. was a running back on that team. That's great knowledge. A good Bob team right there. Bryant. Not Jill's Malash. Like Not Luke Bryant. No. Not Martavius Bryant, who could use a job right now. He could use a job right now. I, again, all these guys, that you, I, I don't understand why they st- they're staying put and not bringing in every single capable body right now for a workout. Everyone. Sh- you know who I would call, who? Tony? And I said this, a guy who just retired earlier in the year. Who? Rashard Matthews. Yeah, they got to bring everybody in. I would have called Rashard Matthews. Who's basically, he's basically Devontae Parker. I would have called Rashard Matthews and said, look, man, what do you think about coming out of retirement? I know it wasn't working out there in Tennessee with, with Mariota, and now he's pissed because Tannehill was out there tearing it up. Yep. But why don't you come down here and hang out with us for the rest of the season and see what happens? Maybe we can reignite your want and your will to play some football. He's a young guy. He's 26 years old, Tony. No, I, I agree. There's guys out there, and they got to bring them in. And if they don't bring guys in today, which is the day that you bring guys in because the team's off <clears> – <throat> And then tomorrow they get back to work because they got the Redskins on Sunday in Washington. Where will we be going on the bus trip? Oh, no, now I'm hearing now now that Des Bryant over here, our Fitz G over here with Des Bryant. Get out! Get out! Des Bryant's more Des shot Bryant, than I am. Des Bryant, I don't know. If you, I think the rumor has. I think I heard on Silio show that he may get a workout or some of the Patriots possibly, but. Yeah, I don't know what he has left in the tank after that Achilles injury. And, they're able to and I actually, I feel bad for, I actually feel bad for Des. What happened that year? He goes. Remember that Tony he gets signed by the Saints. It comes in first day of practice, and he tears his Achilles, yep. and he tears his, his tears Achilles, and he's gone. And then they bring in Brandon Marshall after that for like a week, and then they cut him. Yeah, That's, it's, I, it's just, it's, I never thought I'd feel bad for a Cowboys for a Cowboy player in my entire life, but if, I, I, it really that that kind of sucked. You know, he, he he goes out there after all that time, gets gets a tryout, makes a team, 
And literally, the first play of practice, poof, gone. Non-contact, Achilles, exactly. done. This is What's good. Your, who, who, do you, who do you see? Who's your top five, like top six for the NFC? Who do you like? How, how do you see the seeding right now? Niners one. It's already predetermined. We already know that, man. It's, you just, well, no, there are a few things could shuffle around. Yeah, but I'm saying right now, the, the Niners are the number one seed. The Green Bay Packers yeah, are the number two seed, and New Orleans is down to three. I have it right here. Don't sleep on the Vikings, man. Don't sleep. Don't again. sleep on the. Don't Here's sleep on a, the. Here it is, Vikings right here. I got all this out, stuff brother. prepared, but I don't want to bore people with surveys and top ten lists and and Mount Rushmore. Tony, and we're doing a sports radio show. You know that's what it's all about, right? No, it's not. It's about the breaking I'm news kidding, that I'm I have. Kidding. That was joke. Leave enough stuff to the Upper Bowl podcast. That's right. Exactly. All right. I have breaking news. I have a story that will affect more people than any of this crap we're talking about. You got breaking news? I have breaking news. You know, it's tough out there for single men and single women. <laughs> As easy. many of you know. It ain't easy. But it ladies and gentlemen. All right, take it easy out there, Trevor. Be careful, man. I just got back to Connecticut anyways. All right, see you, Trevor. Uh, I, I feel sorry for you, man. Could be worse. It could be going back to New Jersey. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. Let's give him a roaring Ladies and gentlemen, from the high-speed dating wire, I have breaking news. Two chicks at the same no, time. No, no, not oh, that. Oh, sorry. No, that, that's, that's just a... Uh, we have a man who finally has realized the key to getting happy. <laughs> we have a proposal, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. A bodybuilder dude from a Kazakhstan. A bruh. Okay. After eight months of dating, Kazakhstan-based actor and bodybuilder Yuri Tolachko is telling the world that he has proposed Who the fuck is that guy? to his girlfriend, Margot. Okay. Margot is a silicone sex doll. I'm not making this up. His plastic bride-to-be, he treated her like a, li- uh, like a living lady, maintaining an Instagram account for her where he documents their escapades and evenings out. He even claims to have found Ma- uh, Margot a waitressing position at a local bar. Quite the feat, considering her physical limitations. She can walk by herself. She can't walk by herself. She needs help. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Kolochko <laughs> tells the Central European News Agency with a straight face. How nor- can you say any of that with a straight face? Nor is she very helpful in the kitchen. She's like most chicks, basically, right? Or <laughs> you, you don't got to worry about talking back to you. Exactly. That's, that's one good thing. Margot doesn't know how to cook. But she does know how to eat. What? She loves Georgian cuisine. I don't mean from Atlanta, Georgia. I right. mean from uh, over there in the, the country, Georgia. Formerly uh, Russia. Formerly the Soviet Union. Formerly whatever. Oh, that's a great. That's a great drive. Scrapple Joe goes goes Christmas vacation. and goes. Why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> that's my. That's one of my favorite lines in the movie. I don't know, Margo. Margo apparently also has an alleged sassy stre- uh, streak. You got to see the pictures of this chick. I mean, she's smoking. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, if she's smoking, that means she's literally on fire. Have you seen the pictures? No, of this chick? I have not. She swears, but there's a tender soul inside. He says, admitting that the two quarrel, despite their fights. Tolachko says there's been, they've been inseparable since their first meeting at a bar, where he claims to have rescued Margot from a young man with questionable intentions. This is more interesting than the impeachment inquiry, to me. There are actual pictures of this dude sitting in a restaurant with champagne 
in the uh, in the big, you know, in the ice bucket. Sorry. And then there's a guy playing a saxophone while he sits there with his sex doll in a restaurant. Tony, I, I can go to the tape. I have video. Do we have tape? Let's go to the tape. I have video. You know, if you're watching on Twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show, you've got to see this to believe it right. or not. Hang on one second, Tony. Getting there right. Kazakhstan. That's where all, That's where all the action where is, Bob. the ballers play. This is right off the this is right off of the of the of the clipping. So here we go. Let's go to the tape. You can see her. Yeah, she's not bad looking. Tom. Oh, she's hot, man. I bang it. <laughs> Look at he's got her on an airplane, all dressed up. Oh yeah, man. That's that's love at first sight, man. This is. I ain't gonna lie. I don't man. know how they argue though. If she starts arguing with me, I throw her right out of the plane. I hear you, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird, man. He actually took her to a clinic to get plastic surgery to make her even prettier now. Oh, because she wasn't that pretty looking before? Surgery was extensive, he claims. Play action real. She's she's low maintenance. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) There was actually a a Stars documentary on this, which I missed, called Silicone Soul. It premiered in October, and it took a close look at the lives of the guys who date women or date dolls. Okay. Doll partners. Italy's first sock sex doll brothel opened last year, wow. and it was immediately booked for weeks. Burton Gus, she's got more personality than Pelosi does. Oh, <laughs> oh, Plus, her teeth stay in, I think, you. or you can take them out. Except they keep falling out on poor Nancy, but that's what happens when you're old and you got oh, dentures. Oh, man. But anyway, there's I, your sex doll update, I, ladies and gentlemen. I, I could have lived without that one, Tony. Listen, I don't, I don't make this stuff up. This is documented news here. This is not fake news. We're not CNN here. This is real important crap. You know what I'm saying? Sex dolls have rights, too. Yes, they do. <laughs> She's not good around the kitchen. She's not good around the kitchen. <laughs> She's not good around the kitchen. She <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't fold laundry for shit, but we love her. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> How the hell is she a bartender? I don't know. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't, she, she tends bar. She's not a bartender. Well, AOC was a bartender. I mean, so you know. I mean, how, <laughs> hey, much, how smart do you have to be to do that? Unbelievable. Maybe what she's a that, bar back. What was that guy's last name? I, I couldn't even. Sp- I couldn't spell that if you gave me twenty-five tries, Tony. Who the guy? Yeah. I don't know. I just got rid of the story. Okay, because I was trying to like lead into your spelling bee update. Tolachko. We'll have a spelling bee update too before we get out of here today. So right now in the, uh, if you want the divisional round playoff action. Yeah, please give that in to the me. AFC. Obviously, the Ravens right now. Are the projected one seed. Correct. Patriots are the second seed. And of course, uh, the lowest winning seed from the NFC wildcard round. This is actually this is the setup for the playoffs. So in the ASC right now, mm-hmm. you have projected matchups in the first round. In okay. the AFC, the Ravens, of course, would play the lowest winning seed from the AFC wildcard round. And the wildcard round right now, you got the Steelers in there has a six seed. Uh, the Chiefs are the three seed. So it would be Chiefs the three seed, Steelers the six seed if the season were to end today, which it doesn't. Then they got the Bills and Texans. Bills, meanwhile, leaking. They're the four seed right now. The Bills are the fifth seed. And they're, aren't they playing? There's a big game this weekend. And i got to look at the schedule as we start already looking ahead to week 15. Vikings and Saints would be the projected uh, six seed, three seed game. Saints are the three seed. Vikings are the six seed right now. And the Seahawks and Cowboys are the Cowboys go on to win the NFC East, they would still be the lowest. <clears throat> they would be the fourth seed. And the Seahawks would be the fifth seed, believe it or not. 
because the Seahawks wouldn't be the division winners. So the Cowboys would actually get a home game, and that so would the Eagles, for winning the NFC East. Do you realize that, Luigi? That's incredible. <clears throat> they could be they could be nine and seven and host a playoff game in the first round of the NFC. And of course, in the hunt, you still have the Titans who are playing great right now, Tennessee. You got the Browns who are still mathematically alive at six and seven. The Raiders are six and seven. The Colts are six and seven. Even the Broncos at five and eight are alive. The Ravens have the Jets, Tony. The Ravens have the Jets. They're, they're home. That's a win for them. Packers are the huge one with the Bears. But that's I'm talking about the projected divisional and wild card playoff rounds. I think that's what, uh, what, what uh, Trevor was asking about coming up. Well, if Steelers the are playing Buffalo. Start today. The Steelers are playing Buffalo. I know. This is a big, big – I mean, every game now, when you're, we're in week, week 15, all these games are huge. Well, yeah, a huge one. Here's, here's another, another big – again, the Rams-Cowboys game, we got that one circled. That one's massive. Uh, but if you want to take a look at the, uh, the shit bowl – you got Jaguars at the Raiders and yeah, I mean, Browns still, Cardinals. <laughs> the, the Raiders are still mathematically alive, but for all intents and purposes, the the, uh, the three-game losing streak, they're shot. Broncos at Chiefs. Now, we got the Thursday night game. Mr. Thursday night will be out there at Screwballs in King of Prussia. That's that Jets-Ravens Jets game. Jets at Ravens. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the, if uh, Le- Le'Veon Bell will be done bowling by then. Well, they're probably in the seventh frame. Who knows? If you got Seahawks and Panthers. Carolina's pretty much shot. You got the Eagles and Redskins, Texans and Titans. That's one of the big games of the week. Huge, huge game. Bill Steelers is a big game now. That's the game that was flexed from a one o'clock game to the mm-hmm. Sunday night game. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dolphins, Giants, yeah. Broncos, Chiefs. Broncos could give the Chiefs some trouble here if they play well, but it's yes, in Kansas could, City. Yes, they could. So the Broncos don't sleep on them. Don't sleep the on the Patriots July. are at the Bengals, and the story about the Bengals being videotaped at the Browns-Bengals game this week, maybe the biggest joke in sports. You saw the big story yesterday, right, where Bill, uh, Bill Belichick had to come out and say the group, there, was, there were camera crews inside the press box at the Browns-Bengals game. And the, the New England Patriots have this, it's part of their organization, but it's not part of the team. They're, they do a reality show or something up there in New England, and they follow around coaches and stuff in press boxes and it's called uh, Do Your Job. Okay, okay, okay. So it's a separate show that's produced by the New England Patriots organization. And so when a camera crew was in the press box filming Cincinnati Bengal coaches and then shooting some sideline shots, there was a, there, people were calling this Spygate 2, Electric Boogaloo. Nice. And so the biggest joke about this, I know the New England Patriots are struggling, they got to play the Bengals this weekend, right? In Cincinnati, the Patriots, their final away game. The 10-point spread right there. Do you think that the New England Patriots would need to film the Cincinnati Bengals coaching staff or what they're doing on the field or in warm-ups to get ready to play the only one-win team in the NFL? That is literally a game where you can roll the ball on the field and the Patriots will win the game. By the way, speaking of an updated line, Tony, that line for that, that Eagles-Washington Redskins game has just been out. What is it now? Four. Eagles are four-point favorites? Four-point road favorites, Tony. What was it before? Uh, Did it, it go four up? Four and a half. It went down. Oh, it went down? It went down. Did they not watch the second half of the game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, there's no line yet for that Kansas City-Denver game. Baltimore's opening up at 15. Are you looking at Vegas Insider? Yeah. And there's no lines on some of these games? Yeah, there's no line for Denver, Kansas City yet. Are these fresh right out the kitchen? Now, they got Kansas City at, well, one place, Stations. Stations Casino has them at minus 10 and a half. 
I don't know. Stations from, casino. Nothing, What's the nothing from the win. Nothing. Nothing from anything like that. What's yet. the Vegas consensus? That's what I want to know. That's what I look at. I look at the compilation consensus of all the different houses in Las Vegas. I don't look at offshore. I don't look at any of that crap. Just give me the Vegas consensus number. That's the one I usually go with every week. You know what I'm saying? How about we go to the call-in number and see who's on the phone? Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones right now. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. Hello. Hello, Tony. Oh, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Tim from Cheltenham. Ladies and gentlemen, it's yes. been like a month. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Oh. I know it's been six weeks. as a bum back. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard from him forever, now, man. Now, where were you last night when uh, part, when when Zach Ertz I was, I caught that my... ball in the end zone, sending the city and the entire NFL into a fit of euphoria and ecstasy? I was in my TV room with my 60-inch Samsung. Beautiful, uh, man. Yeah. It basically saved their season. It did. Basically, the best it literally did. The best game he's played, let's say, late third period, fourth quarter, since he got hurt. Carson Wentz signature. It's amazing. We're calling a win over a two and nine team a signature. But the way, he, way, the way, he, way he did it, you know, with not much receivers, you know. No, it was a, it was a miracle. It was the Christmas miracle. It was. It Clark. came early. Christmas came early. It was Tony. a Christmas gift that keeps on giving, Clark. And now I have to do it uh, next week in Washington. Though. And we'll be on the bus There'll trip. Probably be more Eagle fans there than. Uh, oh, absolutely, fans. there will be. I think even Congress is leaving town because they don't want to be around, but uh, there'll be some people left in D.C. heading to that game. Emily's land, was it Landover, Maryland? Down in Landover, Maryland. FedEx Field, baby. Absolutely, positively must win this one. This is an absolutely, positively must win. the Redskins win. are playing pretty, de- pretty not great, but decent football. No, and, and you know what? As bad as Washington has been, they always give the Eagles tough games. That first game of the year was a tough game. It shouldn't have been. You know, and then they made changes and written the coaching staff and you know, and, and people were ripping this Dwayne Haskins kid, and they, they're giving him reps. So he's getting better each week. This guy was a high draft pick. He played at a big-time college program. Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know, but you no. play him. Why are you going to keep running out Case Keenum? You want to see what this kid has. And so I think the Eagles, once again, will have a tough game on the road in Washington. And you watch. They'll blow them out this week. I'm just worried about their defense. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm worried about what, not, no receivers. That was a disgrace. That was a oh, yeah, that was an embarrassment. That was an embarrassment to, to, to professional football. That was like watching a preseason game, the first half of that oh, game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tony, that bad. touchdown at the end of the first half, that was oh. – well, I think the, I could cover better than that. With I, the players they had out there, it was literally watching a, pl- a, a preseason game. Yeah, it looked like week two. Even the guys on the practice squad for the Eagles weren't getting this much play in the preseason. Uh, Burton Gus checking in, by the way. Tony Lane Johnson's called week to week. Alshon Jeffrey more significant, but we got it's, it's a week-to-week diagnosis for Lane Johnson because uh, Coach Peterson was speaking while we were talking. Yes, so, and yeah. Lane Johnson, that's a that's a big loss. It's a huge loss. But well, Alshon Jeffrey, week, I think they need him against Dallas. Yeah, I think Alshon Jeffrey, you can't play him this week. You got to have him for Dallas if you have anything left mm-hmm. to play for. No, you got to hold well, on. You do will. I mean, if you beat Washington, then that game's pre- technically for the division, and you got to beat Dallas. Here. If somehow, some way. Well, Dallas, I mean, like I said, it's no cakewalk for Dallas. But. No, Dallas has the Rams, and that's not going to be an easy. And with the way Dallas has been playing, and now that the Rams are playing better, you know, that one looked like a couple of weeks ago. looks like, you know, we're talking about schedules and who had the harder schedule, and supposedly Dallas had a harder schedule technically. But right now, you know, the way the Rams are playing, the Cowboys, this is no uh, gimme. Let's look at the, the Cowboys. It's a pick-em now. Ra- it's a pick-em now. They must 
Rams yes. have to win out to make the playoffs. Dallas was minus four when this line opened. Yeah. It is now a pick 'em. Yep. The line has dropped four points because a lot of money going in on the Rams. Because the Rams are hot. The Rams are hot in Dallas, and Dallas, you know, let's be honest, at home, the Eagles haven't been good at home. They just won over five, four. Yeah, they were. Now they're four and three with the win last night. The Eagles. So the Eagles were not exactly world beaters at home, and neither are the Cowboys. And the Cowboys would play better at home than they do on the road, certainly. But uh, the Rams now, that's a pick'em game. And that takes a lot of money to be plunked down to move a game line from minus four to pick'em straight a, up. It takes either a lot of money or just one really big, smart bet. I think uh, it was somebody- Jerry Jones uh, betting against his coach, uh, yeah. Jason Garrett. Hey, hey, Jason, you just keep doing you. <laughs> you, just, you just keep doing you, and I'm going to keep taking his oil money to the bank. All right? <laughs> The Saints are big favorites over the Colts. That's that, the Monday night game. That Denver-Kansas City line is, is 10.5, Tony. Dean, Dean in Tampa texted me, and it is confirmed 10.5. If anybody knows it, he knows it. Trust me. I, I know uh, it, too. Well, what, where is, what does he have, a hotline? No, all I'm who saying is I'm looking on Vegas Insider just, just like you look. The Ravens are 14.5-point favorites over the Jets Thursday night. They're gonna, and their quarterback's not even healthy. They're going to poleaxe the New York Jets, Tony. The worst Thursday night game of the year. Well, I don't know. Everybody wants to see Baltimore. Now – you know, Lamar Jackson's not 100%. You think the Ravens mail this one in? This could be one of those trap games. Not those lose it, but not lose it, but just end up playing, eh, you know, get out of there. Right way. now, Mr. Thursday Night has not released an official pick. But if I were to make – I had to make a pick right now, I'd take the Jets with the 14 and a half. I can see this being an ugly 20 to 10, just kind of mail it in kind of a game. Mark exactly. Ingram running the ball a lot, no levy Remember, they Bell. just went through their stretch of tough games, Baltimore, and they're showing the world that they can beat good teams. Now they got a shit Jets team going in there. This is this is a good get rest, uh, a nice little rest game for the for the Baltimore. Who's Rams. the backup quarterback? Down? Robert Griffin the third. Oh, that's right, RG three, baby. This could be this could be the RG three show in the second half, Tony. Yes. You know what? I'll make the pick right now. I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Jets. Fifteen and a half. Not because RG three can't get it done. It's just because I think there's I think the Ravens are going to be resting in the second half. That's well, Tony, we have a special clip today. Yes. Oh, we have a clip. Yes. yes. We have a, this is a Christmas clip. Christmas clip oh, I love Clay. We, we know we haven't really started our Christmas celebrations this is here. 2013 was you, Harry Mays, the Eagles' pep band, and Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh man, oh. Just, I'm going to get teary-eyed. I better get a box of tissues close by. Right, I had it? him near the bed last night because Robin's not in town, but I had to bring him back <laughs> down here. <laughs> a little Jergens, huh? <laughs> I left that upstairs. Let's go to Jim from Cheltenham, the official archivist of the Tony Bruno okay. career, and do a little Christmas caroling today. Where is Carol? Going through that damn song. Shut the fuck up and go outside, all right? The 11 o'clock hour brought to you by Harris, Philadelphia. The FD, you can get the best cops in Philly, period. The bird! 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 The bird!
and I am more grateful now and thankful that the Eagles pep band will still have work for the rest of the holiday season. <laughs> Carson Wentz helping put money in everyone's pocket. Tomorrow we're doing in heaven. There is no beer. That's why we're drinking here. Oh, yeah. And you were getting ready to go into your little falsetto right there. Tom. Thank you, Jim. You know, nothing better than performing with a live band. You know, that just brings the the greatness out of me. Yeah, it does. When I'm, you know, when I'm with a symphony orchestra, whether I just have the Eagles pep band. <laughs> symphony orchestra. Whether I'm <laughs> what the hell are you near a symphony orchestra? Whether I'm with Ricardo Muti and the Philadelphia Orchestra from a few years ago, whether I'm playing with just a guy who's panhandling on broad in front of the Reading Terminal Market. Whether you're striking up with Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> exactly <laughs> One right. Of those kind of when I, they call me up to the stage at the Pennsylvania Ballet's rendition of George Balanchine's The Nutcracker yeah. and asked me to be the, uh, the, the nasty bastard guy. The, the, uh, the, the mouse king? The rat no, king? No, Dr Drosselmeyer. Drosselmeyer, yeah. Dros 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 Drosselmeyer. I think the Eagles are bringing him in for yeah, a tryout today. I was say. <laughs> <laughs> He's scheduled for a workout at 3 p.m. <laughs> Guy's quick on his feet, man. That guy can spin around. He can catch balls thrown behind him. Outside, he can dive for him. <laughs> He can, he, he's, only like, he's only like six feet, but I mean, he when he gets up on his toes and, and when he goes into a full and in point on point, he can get up there yeah. and get some vertical to a, like six three. I just got confirmation that John Clark's out there at the airport waiting for the sugar plum ferry to arrive. Jesus, Dosselmeyer. No, Drosselmeyer. Drosselmeyer. Not Dosselmeyer. Drosselmeyer. Uh, Tony, I haven't been on for a while. Um, what do you think of all the moves the Phillies have made so far? Yeah, I like. I mean, now they're apparently. I don't know if they're in the Rendon sweepstakes. He's obviously gone from Washington. Yeah, he's as out latest I'm hearing. You know, they obviously gave uh, Strasburg an unbelievable contract, and now yeah, people are saying that they don't have a lot of money left. Yeah, Zach Wheeler is a good signing because he was at he was at one hundred million dollar crew. You know, they got the other guys who want two fifty to three hundred. I don't think the I, I don't know whether the Eagles are going to go after. Baumgartner, I don't know whether I mean the Phillies, what they're going to do. Well, the Phillies, will, Phillies do need a left-hand starting pitching because they have all right-handers in their line and they're. Oh rotation. yeah, they need more pitching, but they need they need they need an infield bat. There's no doubt about it. I, I know D.D. Gregorius. We know the manager yep. loves him from New York. He's obviously he's got good bat, good field guy, good player, and so the Phillies have gotten rid of you know half of their infield. Hey, Baumgartner makes a lot of sense. Just like Jim said, because you do need a left-hander in there. Yep, and absolutely. Bum, this is the year Bumgarner makes a lot of sense to bring him in there, and, and they do need that infield help. If they were to go out there and sign, if they were to acquire Bumgarner and also get a Rendon or Didi Gregorius, I, I think it's a huge uh, huge offseason. I can see the Phillies can very much contending for that first place. Well, Rendon is pissed off at the Nationals, just yep. like, you know, just like – What's After they won a World Series, he's pissed off already. Well, he's pissed off because he wants to get paid because he was one of the – without Rendon, they don't win there. Forget about everybody else. Rendon. The Cubs right now, and um, then Bryant went to Adam Chicago. Yeah, Chris Bryant, third baseman for the Cubs. I don't want – I don't want to – You don't like Chris Bryant? He's got a lot of acne. It's all right. It happens. You know, Carson Wentz has acne. It happens to all those guys in that age group. I think it was the other the, – the other, remember that, that account I had Chris Bryant's forehead acne? <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. horrible. I'll tell you what. You were talking about Rendon being a big part of that Nationals winning world. How about that Howie Kendrick? Without Howie Kendrick, they don't win that World Series. Yeah, no, he was a great bat. He was a great bench bat. No doubt about it. The, the Nationals did a great job. 
Yeah, but they need a third baseman, a first baseman, and a second baseman. Yeah, no doubt, and that's what happens when you win. Guys want to get paid. Can't buy them all. Can't buy them all. No, they're not. Rendon's gone, and the question is, where does he go? Now, the Phillies are looking at other options, too, because Rendon may be too rich for their blood. You know, it's funny how fans who don't care about, who care about salaries, you know, also care about, don't seem to care about the, the salary, t- the, uh, the cap. Who cares about how many, their $19 million under the cap? It's not your you money. You think they're worried about paying the, uh, if you're worried about paying the tax, then you don't really want to win. Rendon's only 29, so. I know he is. No, he's got a, he's got a bunch of good years. He's got well, four. the Dodgers shouldn't worry about tax when they don't know the money they bring in. Exactly. No, the, and the, the, you know, the Phillies are a big market. The Phillies oh, yeah, have a major TV. The Phillies have the six best television packages. In exactly. So that's why they're players. They're players because they have television revenue, just like the Dodgers do. You know, teams like Pittsburgh and St. Louis probably because of their, their background. But you look around baseball, there's a lot of teams like Tampa. Tampa's getting like bail bonds places to be their sponsors down there. Right. You know, because the, the, the Rays, as good as they are and as good as they've been without a lot of big payroll people, they always get young players and they produce. The Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's are two teams that can just throw out young guys out there and be competitive every single year. But they can't when they don't have enough to win. That's the problem. I mean, Tampa's been close, but they just don't have. And then they have to trade away guys because they can't afford to keep them. Because they get to be too good. And because they're, because they're too rich for their blood and they don't have the revenue streams to pay these guys. You know what I'm saying, Jim? Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. The, the Tampa Bay, who, how long they're going to stay in Tampa Bay now? That's the question. Can't believe we're So you feeling better now, Jim? What'd you say? You feeling better now? Yes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel all right. How many injections did you have to get in the back there? In the back? Yeah, you said you had back problems, right? No, I didn't have back problems. I, I always, the only problem I have is my eye problem. That's the... And everything's okay now? We want to make oh, well, sure you're they, right. They, they check my eye. You follow me, camera this, guy? This eye, eye institute, uh, more eye institute, and clears everything up. It's amazing, the technology today. If it would happen 20 years ago, I'd probably be legally blind in my right eye. So they, they put, uh, they put, they, they don't inject your eyeball, do they? Oh, yes. Oh, fuck that. Listen, I've had it. It saves so many, this new treatment saves so many people's, Eyesight. No, you're oh. absolutely right. I never liked anything near my eyes, but last year my when I had... My father had the same thing, but they could do nothing for him. Because yeah, exactly. It it, no, to me, listen, if it's about seeing or having an, an, an injection in your eye, I had my eye, I had my eyelid cut open last year. My eyeball had to be protected, and they stuck, they stuck stuff in my eye and then put a gigantic uh, solid piece of glass in there to protect my eyeball from surgery. And I could drive at night, and every, I could drive and everything. Though, you know. That's right. Luigi can't drive at night, and he doesn't need anything. <laughs> just like it's like Dean said, because he laughed at me. I was like, "Fuck that! You ain't put no needle yes, in my eye." Yes, you are. You, that well, is, yeah, look, trust me. When well, you want, you when you want to be healthy, your eyesight, you do anything. But how do you? Oh God! I mean, but ah. you, know, they, you don't feel anything. You don't feel anything. But so you, know, you see the needle going in. No, your you eye. don't see it. You don't, you don't see it, and you don't feel anything. If you don't see it, or don't, well, that's what she said. But if you don't see it, or you don't feel it. I could probably get down. Just with it. do it. Just do it. But I mean, if I gotta watch, literally see no. that needle Wait, coming in my. Yeah. I had people sticking stuff in my eye last year. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Yes. It's you I, don't feel it because they put they put numbing stuff in your eye. I know. I just. It, I mean, is your eye closed when they do it? No, it's open. How can it be closed? 
I hate to do it to Luigi. I got to give him no, one I'm, of these. I mean, no, if your eye is open, if your eye is open, how are you? 35, 36 years old? I'm 38, damn it. I'm well, a man. You're, you're a kid yet. I mean, you, you, Hold on wait, a second. You, wait, you get in your 50s and 60s. See I probably I mean. won't see 50 or 60, Jim. Hang on a second. Here's the thing. Is in that, the course of one calendar year, I had my eye cut open and injected, and, entered, and I had a tumor taken out a tumor from my, my eyelid. I, I had to do that. And then a year later, I had stuff being stuck in my ass for six weeks. <laughs> my question is, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> my question is, is that if your eye's not Wait a minute, closed, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right at all. But if my, my question is, is that if your eye is open, then you have to be able to see them pushing the needle into your eye. You don't feel it, though. How can you see it pushing in your eye? You're looking straight up. There's no way you can see it. Exactly. I never see the... Trust me, my I I was one of the, I never wore contact lenses. I'm afraid of even having like an eye exam when they do that little poop of the, yeah, uh, that the air. You know that. when they blow the air in your eye when they're doing up close thing That's and you don't expect eyes, it. Tony. I have sensitive eyes too. When you're healthy, when you need something so that you can see or hear no, or know, go to the I bathroom know. or sit comfortably, you do whatever is necessary. Speaking of sitting comfortably, my dog is upstairs just chilling on your couch, bro. <laughs> I mean, she is just lounged out. What a lucky bitch. I'm a very I lucky. Know. Everything else, my heart, kidney, all that stuff is for, you know, oh, good, man. It's good. excellent shape. Except for the um, one thing in the eye. Except for that, I'm, I'm perfect health. So, Jim, when are you going to get out of the house and actually get down here and come hang out? I'm, I'm trying to, I'll try to get down there someday. It's the holiday season, buddy. Because I don't know what you're, you could change your times, like two hours a day, or I don't know what. Well, you're no, doing. no, no. Robin's away right now, so I'm just kind of, I'm filling in and kind of. But doing Tony said last week he may change to two hours. Well, well it depends. What normally we'll do one to three on Mondays and Thursdays, obviously yeah. because of the two shows. In fact, the last Thursday night game is this one mm-hmm. on the schedule, so this will be our last Thursday night doubleheader. Now we still have to do a couple more shoes shows at Screwballs because we promised them 17 shows, so there's only 15 Thursday night games. And then the NFL goes to the Saturday format starting next week. So there won't be a Thursday night game, but there'll be three Saturday games next week in the NFL. And so we'll have to figure out that. But as far as doing the double headers, Mondays will continue for a couple more weeks. And then uh, Thursdays, tomorrow night, uh, this Thursday night, it's the last one on Thursdays. And so we'll make adjustments. So when we don't have to do double header shows, we're gonna, we do, we'll do three hours as we normally do, one to uh, four. And then Luigi's doing 12 to 2 because Robin's in Arizona visiting her dad. And so Luigi's coming in here before he goes to work and helping me out do a couple of shows. Because believe it or not, I can't do this by myself because I don't have all the technical expertise. Yeah, and it takes two people to do this. And Luigi's doing a great job because luckily, you know, he's learned how to do it on his own show with Bunkin' Fantasy. So now he has the, the wherewithal. To, to know how to turn everything on and fire it up and get the cameras on and get the Twitch stream going. Yeah, it's it's not it's it may look easy, but, but it's, hard. it's hard. It is hard. I can see. <laughs> I can see it's hard because a lot of people email. He says they really enjoy the U on six to eight at night. Yeah, we're gonna do the we're gonna bring the Friday night shows. A lot more and more people are having the smart TVs and they eat their dinner and watch it between six and eight p.m. at night. You know, people are enjoying that show. No, and we're gonna bring back the Friday night shows. You know, obviously now oh, we're close yeah, to the yeah, holidays. Yeah, like in what is October? Yeah, we had, last time we done it, I think it was Marquise Johns was here from the fights in Philly at Temple. Uh, yeah, I was on that night. Yeah, yeah, remember well, that? A lot, lot happened since then. You had a couple surgeries. Yeah, I've had a couple surgeries, and then you know, Robin's had issues going on, and so we've had to we've had to do stuff that we didn't want to do the hospital stuff because I got surgery on Thursdays, and then we couldn't do a Friday show. So it's just been a crazy couple of months around here. But I just, I'm just happy when we get to do shows. You know, whether we do two hours. Hey, you're going to the Super Bowl, right? We are going to Miami. Oh, you are? I believe so. I don't think I'm going to be there. Why not? I don't know. Did I get an invite? 
I'll let you know when I find out. Appreciate it. But that. it looks like it's getting closer to happen. We've put in for the credentials. You have to do that every year. We always get credentialed. And so now my sources deep with inside the NFL and the NFL community are saying that it looks like it might be, it could be, the 31st Super Bowl appearance. And I believe that's a record. That is a record, Tony. That's a record that'll stand. Monday night. Can I give myself a roaring round of applause for that? That sounds great. I got to put in for that time off. (laughs) That's why. I'm already starting my new job. I'm already taking 27 days off. That's a good job out of you, man. Got to do it, man. You working for the government now? I am, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's why everybody wants to work for the government. They can't fire you. You get benefits. And you say about Fongul whenever you want. You don't have to show up for work. You got to let me loosen. It's an outrage. You got to let me loosen Miami, man. Oh, man. Okay, Tony, it's great talking uh, to you great, again. Great. I'm glad to hear everything's doing better, Jim. Jim, what am I, a mirage? Good to hear from uh, yeah, you. You disrespected his eye shots. I wasn't dis- I was just saying it was, it's difficult. You're taking for- a lot of head shots. You can't take an eye shot every once in a while? <laughs> That's what I told her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, going. guys, have a great day. See you, Jim. Where the white women at? Well, they're out there. Don't worry about it. There's plenty of them. <laughs> that was dynamite. Oh, oh man. I love hearing from Jim. I've been wondering. I, you know, again, I listen all the time. Jesus Christ, this phone is going crazy. We, uh, we, you know, we love all of our listeners, especially the, the, the long timers. Not the first time long times. The long times, long first times. First time. They're long time listeners and long time callers. And love you long timers, too. Oh, we love you long time. And for some reason or not, the, the callers. <laughs> The callers can't hear me. I can't hear them when I'm picking up the phone. But you the really phone, can't? I really can't. But whoever just called, you're live. Let's go to the phones. Hello. Hello. Am I on the air? You are on the air. Uh, thanks for taking my call. This is Terry out in Idaho, uh, well known uh, across the Internet, to be honest. Terry in Idaho. Are you where now? Where in Idaho? I mean, I'm in Genesee, Idaho. It's like Tennessee, but with a G instead of a T, my friend. I didn't friend. know there was a How Genesee, long? Idaho. Now, of course, you know, that's where the big potato. Now, we got a, we got a, a potato shortage. Is that where the Genesee cream ale came no, from? No, that's from Genesee, New York. Okay. That's good Genesee cream ale knowledge Thank right you, there. But so, Idaho, what's going on? You getting snow out there? What's the weather in Idaho? I love to talk about the, you know, we call flyover country, the fruited plain out there. I haven't left my house in about two or three weeks. I'm a big tech guy. I'm just checking out the tech you got going on in there. I'm seeing all the cords. Holy Lord, you guys got a beautiful tech set up. Oh, baby, I like it. Well, a lot of people will say, you know, if you get, like, real anal uh, audio technicians, they would say, this, this looks like the Christmas tree in Christmas Vacation. Right. You know where they have all the plugs in and there's, like, one – but these these all have a purpose, but it needs to be cleaned well, up. Well, we a had the, we had the, we had to untie a few things. Usually everything's spooled nice and tight. Yeah, it's all nice perfectly. and clean. But I'll no, be the, honest with you, I, I don't like it when it's tight. I like it when it's loose and nasty. I like it when it's all over the place, frizzy, nasty. Baby. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. My relation my relationship to tech is probably different than yours or the regular sort of tech aficionado. Whereas they would say, "Oh, tech is a big part of my life." I would say, "Tech is my life." Period. Jeez. How are the potatoes uh, out there right now, Terry? We're working. You know, there's supposed to be a French potatoes. fry. There's going to be a French fry shortage because Idaho had a lot of rain, and therefore there's a potato famine of 2019. I don't care about potatoes. 
the only thing I care about is tech. Do you want to talk about your tech or not? This is now a tech show. It is no longer a sports uh, show. Let's go tech talk. Let's go tech, whatever. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I took it over. I, it's my show now. It's I your, run the show. It's Terry, it's your dime. It's your dime, man. Go for it. Go nuts. What, what kind of headphones you working with? Um, well, we got the various ones. I have uh, I have Sony Digital, uh, the dynamic stereo headphones. I got a studio, pair of Bose on. Studio version. They're quality for digital now. These are digital let's headsets. Let's uniform those, fellas. Let's uniform those. We're, let's run a professional operation. Uniform those headphones. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's it's personal preference. That's what it is. Robin likes the Bose, which I'm using right now. Sony's been using the Sonys for a long time. You know, time. Tech Talk is big on the Internet. This is probably the kind of conversation we need to have more of to get all the tech geeks out there. To find Tony, this place. I love you. I'll be honest with you. I call shows all the time, try to talk tech. Everyone shuts me right down and makes me feel so small. But you have made me feel a million feet tall today, and made my voice feel heard. And a lot of people at the Not Even a Show are going to appreciate you, my friend, and they're going to love you. Exactly right, and that's why because I'm, I want to learn from everyone. I want to learn tech. I want to hey, learn high let, tech, low tech, let, disco let, tech. Th- can you say this? Can you say this? Terry loves tech. Terry loves tech? No, but sing it like Terry loves tech. No, I can't do that yet, man. It's not the all holiday right, season yet. He all said, all right, bye. See Get you, out. Terry. Get him out. What the hell? Get out. Rack that guy. He could be the huge call of the day. Rack that guy. I hope the FBI was listening. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> Jesus. What the hell was that? What do you tech? mean? The guy was talking serious tech. No, man. He was talking. He, he, he took tech and he made it into like the, you know, the whole sexy not TV as Not TV Azteca, where you know what Miami <laughs> means. Team's over here saying, good call screen, Luigi. I couldn't hear the guy. What do you want me to do? I had technical issues. <laughs> I like that guy. He could become a regular. That yeah, was good. Maybe we'll, instead of Taco Tuesday. But we'll do Tech Tuesday. Tech Tuesday. With Terry. We'll talk headphones. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk Shure microphones versus... Uh, Sennheisers, we'll talk podcast microphones, what you need to have your own super sensational podcast like this one on Twitch TV, Tony Bruno Show. <laughs> you think anybody, any slapdick in the world could just go into their basement and do a podcast? I can't stop laughing. <laughs> what the fuck is that? The answer is yes. Any slapdick in America can go into their basement and do a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I heard he's still running the last remaining Radio Shack in Idaho. <laughs> and also, he goes to the last remaining Blockbuster. Why, why do I keep feeling he's got, like, age, sex, location <laughs> tattooed on his forehead? <laughs> that was great, though, man. Thanks for the call, Terry. That was fantastic. That was. That, that was fun. That made, my, that made my day. Tony and I are just looking at each other going, I'm not singing this damn song. <laughs> you singing well, this I told song? him. I mean, there's certain things I wouldn't do. Hey, even you, for money. Listen, well... <laughs> You gotta have standards and morals, right, Tony? I mean, without that, we'd be animals. Not here, not in the digital world. We can do whatever the hell we want. Bring him in the wine cellar. Are you crazy? We brought him down here. He probably busted nut before he walked down the steps. Now, where's the dog? We need a dog update. She's upstairs. She's sleeping. Should I tell her to come down? Yeah, get her down here, right. man. I'll get that bitch. Hang on. I spent my weekend with my uh, my goddaughter, my granddaughter, Lana Banana, Lana, Banana. Lana the Red uh, Lab. She's a uh, Euro Trash Red Lab, though, not an American. They've got the fuller face. What a great dog. I love animals. Last night, I'm alone watching the game. I'm laying on the couch on the new sectional, and Riddle, one of our three cats, gets up on my shoulder. So now you're you're laying on one side, so your shoulder is up, and then Riddle, the male cat, the daddy of the daddy, the Mac daddy of the house, 
comes up and this actually starts sleeping on my shoulder. That's the kind of love. I, I, I should be the next Dr. Doolittle. Forget all these other fake people. They don't know anything about animals. I may get into a- animal husbandry in my next life. I just love animals. Especially the two-legged kind. You know what I'm saying? Except they're more difficult to deal with. She doesn't want to come down? No. The hell's the matter with that dog? Doesn't she know what's going Doesn't she know who I am? Doesn't she know that her daddy, Luigi, is on the, the Tony Bruno show right now live? That's why she doesn't want to come downstairs. <laughs> is she, like, sleeping on the couch? Yeah, she was sleeping on the couch. I gave her a treat. Who's with her, though? Uh, the cats are just kind of all hanging. See, they get along. Animals, dogs, and cats get along. And that's the way the world should be. That's why this show exists, to bring everybody together as one. I think she heard Terry on the line. She was like, you know what? I don't want no parts of that. Damn. Didn't you have a, you, you told me you had a, uh, a spelling bee update, man. Yes, we do have. I, I, I got to hear This it. is breaking news now. This isn't some bullshit story. Wow, did we just hit that the same exact yes. time? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the spelling bee. Just, I know it. Just like any other major event, when something goes wrong, they have to find a way to fix it, right? Of the course. NFL, oh, pass interference calls. Uh, bad plays in playoff games and Super Bowls, what do they do? They go out and change the rules, replay this, and now this is not eligible. So every sports league has to fix something when something becomes a total shit show like this one, except we try to fix it every day. So the spelling bee, as you well remember, about six months ago, you know how it ended, right? No. An eight-way tie. Eight-way tie? Yes. That's like my fantasy league. Exactly. I prefer... Chicks at the same time. Exactly. So they had an eight-way tie because they ran out of words, not just words. They ran what? out. Of, they ran out of hard words. Oh, spell and. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened was, it's an embarrassment. They had to split like ten dollars eight ways. It's Jeez. like working on this show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only problem is, you get the lion's share, which sucks. Me and Robert are fighting for fifty cents. It's bullshit. So anyway, so. Six months after the eight-way tie where they ran out of hard words, uh-huh. they have now changed the rules, ladies and gentlemen. Every sport does it. The NBA does it. The NHL, Major League Baseball. Remember, the whole baseball this time, it counts thing, happened after they had a tie in the baseball all-star game. Remember? Because right. they ran out of players. Right. You can't, you to, you they to, ran out of words at the spelling bee. How the hell do you want Just open up the dictionary find another word. But it's got to be the hard words. Yes, because when you get to that level, when you're in the championship round, yeah. it's like Final Jeopardy. They're not throwing out some easy-peasy yeah, questions. Yeah, spell biblical, you know, or yeah, something exactly. like that. So here's what happens. So now they have lowered the number of contestants. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. So there's a wild card round, and we love the wild card. Divisional playoffs, that whole nine. So previously, the wild card was only opened – well, no, the wild card was open to everybody. Mm-hmm. So kids as like four-year-olds could get in there. And you know what it takes to get into the spelling bee? What? A check for $1,500, an entry fee. What? And you have to be able to pay for your, for your travel, your lodging, and all your expenses. So they don't pay for any of these kids to show up. So the parents take them out of the basement where they've been uh, homeschooled. And then they say, we're going to go to the spelling bee. Let's go. And they plunk down $1,500 so they can be a contestant. And so what they've done now yeah, is I- they've lowered the number of wild card entrants. We have one of those parents right here. We got a job to do, and we're going to do it, baby! <laughs> so now, 
you're only instead of having 300 wild card entrants 300 wild card they entrance. had 300 wild, wild card entrants could be any wow. age from like 9 years or younger were getting in that's a as 40, long as they could pay that's a $45,000 cash grab <laughs> holy shit so now the wild cards will be limited to 140 instead of 300 and they'll only be 7th and 8th graders because what's happened a lot of kids you know sharp kids who were 9 seven, eight years old, their parents would say, yeah, my kid's going to go in there. He's going to win the whole thing, he or she. So now they had 17 wild cards last year who were nine or younger that entered. You know how many of them made the final 50? Zero. <gasps> no. no. Zero. So the point is you can bring all these young kids in, nine-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds. They, they got no shot. They ain't ready for the big and, time. So they're using more words to get through the whole tournament. And then when they get to the finals, you got eight people who are all smart, and these kids are all smart. At least they read dictionaries every day. So it's flawed. So now the total total number of participants, including the wild cards, is going to be 400 entries, down from 562. Damn. They had 562 kids paying 1500 bucks. Do get the calculator out. That's like 63 grand, I think. 562 I'll kids. Right now. Hang on. Paying $1,500 each. 500, wait, 562 $562 times $1,500. How much is that? $843,000. $843,000. And then they hire a couple of, like, uh, nerds to sit down and read the numbers. And then, can you put that in the form of a sentence, please? Right. You think those people make any money? Can I have the origin of the word, please? Exactly. So the kids. The kids. The kids go out there, and their parents are sitting there and rooting them on, hoping that they win whatever the I know it. Exactly. So now even the stinking spelling bee has to change the rules. Because you can't have an eight-way tie. What's the winner get? Baseball had a tie, and they changed the whole sport. What's the winner get, like 10 Gs? I don't even know. i got to look that up. Jesus. What's the winner of the spelling bee? See, these kids all pay 1500 and then expenses, hotels, hookers, you know, uh, Indian food. All this shit's expensive. <laughs> Doesn't carry any favor over here in the States, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, oh, each winner with 50,000, Tone. Each kid got 50 grand? 50 Gs. The winner gets 50 Gs, man. Each so kid they had to give out 50, 50 Gs? Yeah, 50. That's, 40, that's 400 grand. Yeah. What's left over? I mean, they had, you know. $443,000. To spread among all the, uh, the, 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 the thugs who run this thing. And then they get paid by ABC to put it on TV and ESPN, you know. They got a TV contract to Play spell. Play Action Real says, I got Goop the Hanji winning it all. <laughs> <laughs> winning it all. It's like marathons. You always bet on a Kenyan to win a marathon. Yep. You always bet on an Indian on an Indian or, you know, Pakistani, any, any Indian background kids. That's the Asian in the they own contest. It. They, own, they it. own the spelling bee. That's nothing racist about that. No. They just own it. They They're, freaking own it. Exactly. Just like Kenyans own marathons. For, yeah, for the most part. For the most part, yeah, they do. Speaking of marathons, ugh. they should bring these kids back when they grow up, all the winners, and see how well adjusted they are to the real They're world. They're probably fried. <laughs> They're probably, you know what no, they are? Know, these kids are you smart. They They're are? probably doctors and lawyers yeah. and Indian chiefs. They're Idaho stuff. Terry. That's what they are. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to them. That's what happens to these kids. They turn into tech guys who never leave the freaking house. I think their gender reveals are probably really lit. 
so to speak, when they get married, if they do get married. I don't know if these kids grow up and get married. I think their gender is revealed for them after the <laughs> afterwards, Tony. Congratulations. We've been keeping you under wraps for a while. You can be whatever the hell you want to be, but just so in case you want to know, those are penis and a set of balls, all right? Our, our buddy Joe Quills checks and he says, first-round losers have the choice of working at Dunkin' or 7-Eleven. Now, see, that's, is that racist? See, that's not, that's racist. That's not racist. Is that racist? A little bit. Even though I'll tell you what, though, when I go into a Dunkin' Donuts, when I see it's all run by by you know by Indian people in there, I'm getting the best service possible. Absolutely, they they, they run the, the it's the, it's the cleanest, most tidiest, most proficient shop you can possibly go into. I walk into a Dunkin' Donuts where there's nothing but a bunch of just just uh, I don't know 17, 18 year old white kids in there hanging out. It I don't sucks, walk dude. right out of there. It's I won't I won't I don't I won't go into any establishment establishments where there's white people. I hate those sons of bitches. I hate. Joe Biden knows 7-Elevens. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And again, it's not racist. No, it's not racist. I'm, giving, I'm throwing love, facts too. Facts are not racist. Is it racist to say Asians are fantastic at mathematics? No, it's no, a fact. That's a fact. Jesus, man. It's not racist. It's just funny. It's just funny. It is what it is, man. Everything's racist nowadays. The fact is, the spelling bee is dominated by uh, Indian children. TB Crip is saying coffee roll and a large dark roast right now. That sounds pretty good. You yeah. know what I hate, though, is the when I buy them, I bought them once by mistake. Coffee rolls? No, no, no. You know, you get because I have the Keurig and you have to get the, the oh, pods. Oh, yeah, 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 the pods. I made the mistake of buying uh, any. It doesn't matter which company makes it, but they're called breakfast blend. Yeah, they suck, dude. They're like drinking water, man. Yeah, they suck. It's like drinking a already strained tea bag. It's like no flavor in yeah, it. Yeah, you need some, some substance in that. See, I, the only thing I get, it's like wine. I love dark red wines, and now I'm that way with the coffee. I'm like my women. I like my women dark and my coffee dark. But I, I do you. put creamer in it, though. I don't drink black coffee. But I, I got to have the French roasts, or I got to have the Sumatra. I got to have dark roasted coffee. I don't mean burnt shit like Starbucks. Starbucks, their dark roast is. Did someone tell you that? We burnt this shit, and you're paying five dollars for uh, it. Starbucks is the worst, man. It's garbage. That's, that's, I have, I will never drink it. My, my dad owned two coffee shops, we, you know, Italian social clubs. Is what exactly. Called, yes. And uh, uh, they made real coffee. Hey, yo, hey, yo, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, Listen, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. <laughs> What's the number today? What's Lee? Yeah. Right yeah, I remember What's fourteen. Lee? I remember fourteen years old. And the FBI walked in. That was the best. That was a fun day. Sleep. You know, right next door to me was one of the most notorious. Italian coffee shops <coughs> in the country. What's that? Cafe International, right okay. next door to me. That's where all the mob guys would go in there. Well, my dad... Well, so it's my closed, my and it's right next door to my house. And I remember when I was a kid, the guys would go in there, and they'd get their, you know, the cappuccino, they'd get their espressos, they'd sit around, they'd gamble. So it's a mob hangout. That's what they do. So my, so my dad owned the... Co- you know, uh, Tarsdale and Wellington, right there, Franklin, Absolutely. Franklin Common Area? That's Mayfair, <coughs> yo. So my dad, my dad owned a coffee shop there. And, you know, I'm 14 years old, and we live well. You know, cash register had me nine dollars in it, but, <laughs> but we were doing really well because what did they do? The guys went there and gambled. They played cards all day long. So you know, in the house, takes a piece of the money. Never, but there was it was all there was never any money on the table. So one day, FBI walks into place, and I'm sitting at the front. I'm the barista, right? I'm 14 years old, and a guy comes over. He goes, "You uh, you see any money changing hands over here?" I said, "Just from me and the customer." He goes, "All right, well, you see any money? You let us know." And he gives me his card, right? So I walked back and said, Dad, this guy just came up to me and says, if, uh, if I see any money anywhere changing hands, that I should, uh, I should give him a call. He goes, you see any money changing hands? He goes, no. I said, all right, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what he said to me. That's exactly what he said to me. Exactly. 
I wasn't running numbers. I was just, like, again, it was just one of those things where it's just like, look, my dad said there's nothing on the table. What are they going to get me for? They can sit out there until the freaking cows come home. They're not going to bust me for anything. There's no money on the table. It's all chips. Play action real. Scoped you out, man. Luigi's running numbers at his dad's coffee shop. I had to make tips somehow. What do you want me to exactly. do, man? I used to run numbers. You say, "Hey, go play the number for me." My dad, it'll be fifty guys handing me all this freaking money. I got a list as long as a CVS receipt. They have to play numbers at the uh, the local uh, Sunoco. I was trying to figure out back in the day because you'd walk around growing up in the city, the, mm-hmm. the same street I grew up on, and you'd hear people, well, "What's the leading number?" What's the leading number? Because right, they right. Would, before there were the lot legal lotteries, they would have the street numbers, which is which and was, it was based on horse racing mm-hmm. tracks, right? Yep. I never knew how they got them. It was and the winner of the ho- it was the winner of, of the uh, of of uh, the first, second, and third race at Garden State. At, at Garden State or Philip Village, it, it depends. Whatever track they use. Do they still have street numbers? You know, we still have street drugs, even though a lot of drugs are legal now. Do they still have the street number? Yeah, you can still play the street number. Some most people prefer to play the street number because it's the only way you're going to get paid without getting taxed. Does that benefit older Pennsylvanians too? No, but it benefits Nunzio and and, <laughs> <laughs> and and Vince and everybody else. I want to know one. I want to know one person in the state or any state because in Pennsylvania, with the stupid uh, groundhog, Gus, the Pennsylvania lottery groundhog. Dean's already here to lay an ash. You get five hundred on four 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 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why the hell not? I'll take it. I'll take. But the I remember action. as a kid growing up, I. I worked for a guy who worked at the Mancuso's Cheese Shop, yep. and the owner of the place was a gambling horse degenerate, Mr. Mancuso. And I had go to Broadensteiner and buy the Daily Telegraph every day. Remember the Daily Telegraph? Yep. It had every racetrack in the country in it, and it had all the races coming up. And that was one of my jobs. I'd have to go there and get the, the Daily Telegraph and bring it back. And then he would get the action somehow. I don't know. He didn't physically go to the track. And then the number. And I hear somebody, some lady walk up the street. Number one's leading right now. Right. And I never played the street, the legal street number. I never have either, Tony. People play. It could be 800 on 316. Jesus Christ. Man. <laughs> and I, it was like. You know what? Like I'll fit- play the lottery now. I'll take this action tonight. I don't Wasn't even care. It like, what was the payoff? Like 500 to one? No. Uh, I forget what it was. I don't, I don't remember what the action was. You played was. a number straight for a dollar. I think you won five. You got any degenerates out there that knew what this was? I'm looking for a street thug. The ones, I'm who looking for die, a street thug. the ones who didn't die in this crappy uh, movie on uh, Netflix right now. What, The Irishman? It's not yeah. crappy, Tony. It's good. It's getting ripped by everybody now. You see who else ripped that movie ah. now? Ah. We have an illegal street number update? Yes, Tony. Let's go to our mafioso desk. Boy, Forza Corrado must, should be listening to this, man. Here we go, Tony. He's, this is right in his wheelhouse. The numbers game, also known as the numbers racket, the Italian lottery, or the daily number, is a form of illegal gambling or illegal lottery played mostly in poor and working-class neighborhoods in the United States, which you already know it, wherein a better attempts to pick three digits that match, the, that, that match those that will be randomly drawn the following day. For many years, the number, in quotation marks, has been the last three digits of the handle, the amount of racetrack betters placed on a race day at a major racetrack published in a racing journal and major newspapers in New York. Gamblers place bets with a bookmaker at a tavern bar, whatever, blah, 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 uh, where is it? I have the odds here. Hold on, I gotta go down. It's five hundred to one. I remember you put a dollar in. If you hit it straight, then you can box it, and then it's obviously the payoffs less, just like it is in the real legal lottery. It's the same thing. Now there's like seventy-two numbers games though, the daily double, and then the noon early uh, number, the pick four, pick five, pick six, pick your ass. I mean, they got anything you can pick. You know what I'm saying? You know what I say when somebody comes up and says you want to play the number? What do you say, Tony? I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. Exactly. 
There's your mafioso update, ladies and gentlemen. Or as we like to say on this show. I'm not mature enough to tell it like it is. The odds Thank of winning, though, were 999 to 1. That's how that's that's the that's how much the odds were in the yeah, favor it's, it's, of anybody. It's, divided, it's three. It's three multiplied by three. Yeah, but that's the odds of anybody winning. Thing. Exactly. This is bad, Tony. It's really bad. What's bad? No, the fact that we're you know. Why? It's stuff that goes on. It, yeah, I know, but still, it's. Emmanuel Acho has a great tweet. You remember Emmanuel Acho? Uh yes. He's now. I think he's working in. Uh, he works for ESPN. Uh, he doesn't follow me, though, that son of a bitch. Okay. He has a video of, of uh, a mother with her two kids at a playground, you know, with the rubberized playground when the kids are all yes, swings yes. and stuff. And the and tweet is, I'm going to retweet it right now, Carson Wentz carrying the Eagles offense in the second half. So it's like a mom grabbing the two boys by the shirt oh, collars okay, and they're okay, on okay, their okay. knees and he's tr- she's trying to get them off the playground. That's what Carson Wentz carrying them last night, no doubt about it. Well, this this one right here, this was the win to silence all the uh, all the critics, and uh, hopefully sound off the, uh, the the explosion that needs to be heard around the Eagles locker room. That you know Howie needs to go sign some damn players. They got to bring some people in here. You you, you got to bring some. You cannot roll out there with this skeleton crew for the rest of the season. You can't do it. Now on the uh, Twitter feed, especially, especially if somehow some way, which is not really far gone, the the the. L.A. Rams go into Dallas and win that game. If that happens, then you got to go sign some talent, and especially now with the line being what no, it's 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 blank, right? It's even. Yeah, that game's even. Yep. So you got to again, Cowboys not favoring that game, even mon- even money line bet for them. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys and the Cowboys take care of their their end of the deal and lose to the Rams, and the Eagles take care of business on their end and they win when we take the bus trip up to Washington, you got to go all in. You got to you got to sign whatever top premier. Wide receiver, running back, left out there. You you got to find. Well, that, there aren't any premier guys sitting at home. Actually, there were premier guys sitting on their practice squad, and they didn't even know it. And they were in the same building on the same fields. By the way, dear Tony, I'm no football analyst, but one thing I noticed last night: if you catch a thrown ball, it appears to lead to better outcomes. I'll hang up and listen. Hmm. <laughs> After fact, Jack. Exactly. That's our buddy Ted Watson. He might be on to something. On, uh, on, on Twitter. Not following. Randy Watson. No. I'm telling you, man. I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling Antonio. I'm calling 80. I'm dialing 84. I'm dialing. You dialing him up? I'm dialing him up, man. I got to do it. I have to, though. I have to. Now, I don't have any Florida updates. No, we got no, Flo- we got no Florida updates. You know why we don't have Florida updates? Luigi doesn't look for Florida updates. I'm sorry. I was working my ass off all night last night. I didn't have time to do that before getting here this morning. I had to schlep the dog, pick up my laundry. I'm my own crew. You know that, right? And I'm here for you. You are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. For the people, Tony. Exactly For right. everybody else. Isn't that Morgan and Morgan for the people? I believe so. Which law firm is that? <laughs> I believe so. One thing, I know, one thing I've noticed, there's too many lawyers. Way too many. Every billboard now in every state, when we're in Atlanta, like every billboard in and around Atlanta, Georgia, is a lawyer. And a lot of them are the same guy. One guy, like, buys 100 billboards. Uh-huh. Here in Philly... You can't drive on any row where there's billboards and see that it's dominated by lawyers. But the one thing, though, is it's the best Italian word, Tony, I can't play the normal close, so I'm just going to play some regular music. What are we going to play going out? Uh, Let me find something in my Spotify. I got I've been something. downloading a lot of I got uh, something. How about we go with a little? What do you got? Oh, I love Jamiroquai. 
Is that over already? Yeah, we're at 2 o'clock, man. It's 158, man. Don't be shortchanging people. I'm not. No Funkin' Fantasy tonight, by the way. No Funkin' Fantasy? No, nah, I'm taking the week off after surgery, so no Funkin' Fantasy tonight. Next week, we'll be back at Moonshine. Is fantasy season over yet? Uh, we are in uh, this. Th the first round of the playoffs just ended. So for most people, it is. Like myself, I'm out. He gone. He done. You're done completely. That's it, man. I gotta take. I gotta There's take. There's no that. second chance lotteries and stuff. Nothing, man. Well, I can. You can do daily fantasy. I'm you can do about daily leagues, right? Leagues are done. Leagues? No, they're not done. They're but people they're are done in their leagues. Done. Like you. People are done in leagues. Yes, like me. We're in the playoffs right now. Our buddy Dean in Clearwater. He's. Is he done? He's not done, but I mean Dean in Tampa. I'm sorry, not Clearwater. He's uh he's not done. He no, he's in Clearwater. He's in Clearwater, but he's yeah. not uh he's not done. He's in the second round, but he's hanging on. He's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a lion, I'm a tiger. Man. I, I gotta like get the to instrumental work. version. I like this. Yeah. Rui's gotta go to work. I'll be dog sitting for him here. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Penny will be here tomorrow. I'll make sure I drag that bitch down here and hold her by her collar so the people can see her. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for checking in, all the callers who called in, all the people who listened on twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show. Don't forget, follow the show. Follow, follow, follow. Tell your friends. It's free. You can subscribe for free on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime, which everybody does. Amazon Prime now, 24-7 they're delivering now, Sundays. My son who lives in the middle of nowhere was getting Amazon Prime packages delivered on Sunday, on, a, on an Eagle Sunday. And he lives way up a driveway in the middle of nowhere. I get all my packages delivered here. I know. <laughs> even I got the good ones. Even <laughs> Jesus Christ. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It still is the greatest place on the planet's surface. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We doing tomorrow noon to two again? Noon to two, baby. I'll maybe I'll stay overtime and just let the thing run. You can do that? Well, if you have to leave. I have to leave. I can't do that today, though. I got too much stuff to do. I might be able to stay a little longer. I might be able to run like 2.30 tomorrow. All right, good. We'll, we'll plan for that. Beautiful. In the meantime, see ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.